This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hey, everybody, this is Chase from Barrel Age Flicks. Go ahead and check out our Patreon for raw, uncut footage and early access to all of our episodes. The link is in the description, and it's only $5 a month. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, guys? This is our one-year anniversary. We are... Fuck, it's been a Woo! year. It's been a fucking year, man. God I can't damn. fucking believe it. So we are re-releasing our Aliens for episode one in uncut form with some added bits. But uh, first of all... Man, how fucked up were we in that show? That I mean, was that was our first episode. We were feeling pretty. Y'all, good. I was I was pretty trash. It's embarrassing because I yeah, I'm just like that rambling drunk guy at the bar that people just want him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that was me. As Hudson would say, hey, maybe I've been keeping up on current events, but we just got our asses kicked, pal. Yeah, yeah dude, that absolutely. that that shit was fucking crazy, and of course. The outro, like the original ending, I mean... So thank you guys so much for joining us. I hope <laughs> you guys really appreciated and enjoyed listening I, to us. I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. Opinions like, about aliens. You just started talking, and, and I was like, I was like, spicy motor! The dick. <laughs> Dude, I was plastered, bro. I was like, thank you guys so much. Uh, like I almost, I almost did the 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 thing that every drunk dude does. I was I like, you. "I love you guys." <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking bad, dude. It was embarrassing, but I hope everyone enjoyed that. I will not be getting that derailed ever again. Because- well, I hope you all enjoy this episode in the uncut form. And yet, like I said, there's a lot of uh, new stuff added back in. And like Uncircumcised, I said, circumcised, foreskin, and all. Oh my god! Oh, always with the fucking cocks. Well, I gross. swear to God. Very, um, very like if if you love listening to like a drunk relative ramble on and you don't even can't track what the fuck he's talking about this episode's for you there you go you're welcome so i didn't even realize tyler had a spicy boner yeah and but he came through with (laughs) it until it it was in my mouth and and also (laughs) another thing that we're giving you a little bonus before we start with the aliens uh episode one is we're going to be taking punishment shots that we never took for the episode. Uh, back then. For a total, first of all, Tyler's doing just for this little intro right here. I'm doing two, and Lenny's doing three. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. So, uh, Lenny, tell us what you're going to be drinking. I hate you. Okay, so, um, over the course of this year, I have accumulated a few different things that I'm not a giant fan of. Um, <laughs> the Tonka Vodka was one of the, it's like that $6 shit vodka that people will drink. Um, I had that. I have that as one of my shots. The other one is the apple cider vinegar because I kind of went with that for a while because I wasn't really finding any alcohols to really get me there. Um, and in terms of like making the gross face. And then <laughs> until Malort came along. Thank You're you guys. You're welcome. Um, which is uh, was recorded in a previous episode and you guys will get to see me suffer yet again taking a shot of this shit. So... I'm doing a shot of the Malort first because, you know, my friends hate me. And then the apple cider vinegar because hopefully I'll puke in this trash can that's right next to me. Um, and then the vodka. So now hopefully that will kill anything that's in my mouth at that point, which would be great. All right. Well, you will go first. Then I will go second. Then Stu. And then uh, we'll have Tyler with his last one for his uh, one shot. So uh, you ready? No, I'm not ready. Go ahead. I don't want to fucking do hey, this. Is it rapid fire or like, or are you just going to? No, I'm going to no. let it sit for I a gotta few let seconds. It sit. Oh. Yeah, I got to let it sit. Fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, it's like chewing an aspirin. Fuck. 
Love it. Mm. All right, go with the apple cider vinegar. Mm. <laughs> it hurts so good. <laughs> so an extra bonus for you guys. Uh, uh, no, uh, no, not gonna happen. I'm a fucking professional. A little bit of bubbling. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's worse because of the other shit. Oh, All right, so now it is my turn. Loveliness. <sighs> All right, uh, so I, I have guys so much. I have a lort, and I have <laughs> what Sammy bought for me. You're about to puke, aren't you? No, it's fine. All right, I got my lort, and Sammy bought me a shot that I fucking hate, that watermelon moonshine shit. So I'm going to take that right after the lort. I don't know how this is going to go, so here we go. Cheers. <sighs> yeah. I'm not alone. I feel so much better already. Was that a worse reaction than you've had? No, it's just... Ugh. It was cold, though. Yeah. It tasted better cold. Ugh. God, dude. I can't. It's still fuck. I'm, like, trying to hold the phone and be quiet. Uh, I fucking can't. And here goes the watermelon. Mmm. <laughs> Do you need the can? No, I don't need it. <laughs> it's all in your beard. That's that, fucking gross. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> all right. Now, now we're going to stew. Who's probably not going to have the fucking reaction like everybody Stu's else? Like, eh, I don't, I don't react to nothing. Cheers. Just chew an aspirin next time. It's the same fucking thing. That's what the malort tastes like, like aspirin. Yeah, just, just you're just acting like a pro. <sighs> oh god. All right. Yeah, he secretly mm-hmm. likes it. That's the problem. Uh. All right, Tyler, go ahead, buddy. Worse the second time. <laughs> and I know, right? It's worse. Yeah. It tastes like a cancer diagnosis. Oh, oh man. Well, that's it. So, uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back, but to wipe them out. That's the plan. You have my word on it. All right, I'm in. Hey, Vasquez. Have you ever been mistaken for a man? No. Have you? You never said anything about an android being on board. Why not? It never never occurred to me. It's just common practice. We always have a synthetic on board. I prefer the term artificial person myself. It's one of those things managed to wipe out my entire crew in less than 24 hours. And if the colonists have found that ship, then there's no telling how many of them have been exposed. Do you understand? All right, sweethearts, you heard the man and you know the drill. Assholes and elbows. Ah! Absolutely badasses. Let's pack them in. Get in there. We're on express elevator to hell. Going down. Where are they? They're dead. All right, can I go now? It's a nice pet you got there, Bishop. Magnificent, isn't it? He's fucking crazy. Hey, what the hell are we supposed to use, man? Harsh language? I'd like to keep this handy for close encounters. I heard that. Talk to me, Hudson! Uh, multiple signals! They're closing! Let's rock! Yeah! Eat this! That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. 
I say we take off, nuke the site from orbit. Just tell me where to be sure. Hey, maybe it's like an ant hive. Bees, man. Bees have hives. You know what I mean. There's like one female that runs the whole show. Yes, the queen. Yeah, the mama. She's badass, man. I mean big. These things ain't ants. I know that. Hey, maybe you haven't been keeping up on current events, but we just got our asses kicked, pal. 13 That's meters. right outside the door. Hicks, Vasquez, get back. Man, this is a big fucking signal. Can't be. That's inside the room. It's reading right, man. Look. Well, you're not reading it right. Get away from her, you bitch. Hey, everybody. This is Barrel Age Flicks. I'm Lenny. Yeah, man. And this is... Hey, this is Ron. Let's drink and talk some movies. We also have... What's going on, you fucking nerds? This is Tyler. Let's talk about some modern mythology. And finally... This is Stu. Drink, motherfucker. Alright, thank you guys so much for joining us. It's going to be our very first episode. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about aliens. And before we roll into that, I'm going to hand it over to Ron. He's going to go ahead and introduce the alcohol that we're going to be drinking today while we're talking about this movie. Yes, uh, Screwballs. This is a peanut butter whiskey coming over from Ocean Beach, California. Really oh, ex- shit. Yeah, really excited about this. I've never had a peanut butter whiskey, but I've heard good things about it. So, yeah, it smells good, so we'll see. So we are about to pour these glasses. What else do you want to tell us about this stuff? It's from California, so it's that's... It's from Stephen and Brittany Yang. Ah. Is she hot? I don't know. She might be. Stephen sounds really beefy. All right, guys, grab your glass. Figures. Fucking figures. <laughs> <laughs> always got to make it awkward. <laughs> awkward. All right. All right, you guys. So the smell definitely has a peanut butter smell. It's to got it. a peanut butter smell, but it's not like Which means I think it's going to have like a not overpowering. Taste. It's not overpowering. It's it's almost got like a sweet like maybe I don't know. I smell more Reese's than I do like just straight up peanut butter. It's almost got like a sweet peanut. You smell butter Reese's? Smell. Well, I mean not necessarily Reese's, but it's got like a sweet peanut butter smell to it. It's not just straight peanut butter. If that makes sense, like yeah. Oh, cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. Oh wow, that is. Dude, that is ex- that is wow, okay. That so is exactly what it says on the bottle. And now, um, guys, I forgot to mention uh, we are going to give this the um, in honor of Siskel and Ebert, the first one of the first really popular film critics. We're going to give it the thumbs up or down, um, two thumbs up, two thumbs down from each of us. So for me, I'll I'm start really off curious. with me. I'm very curious to see what you're going to say because <laughs> Ron's over here making a huge fucking face. I'm at not me. a big fan of sweet so, stuff, and I did not you know, think it was going to be sweet like this. I'm, um, I'm a sweet guy. Uh, not in that way, guys. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm going to go <laughs> ahead. You are in that way. I know. So right. I'm going to. You know what? I'm going to give it two thumbs up, and the reason why is because I do like sweet. Um, it's not nearly the peanut butter flavor. is not nearly as overpowering as I was expecting it to be. And um, it had a nice, like a, a slight afterburn that was pleasant. wasn't too bad. I gave it two thumbs up from me. All right. Well, Spicy motor! Uh, do? I'm going to go ahead and give it uh, one thumbs up. Um, it's something that I would drink again. Sure, it's not necessarily something I'm going to order. Um, not like your first choice. Exactly. I yeah. you. Uh, but I wouldn't turn it down either. Mm. I'll just give it one thumbs up. Yeah, dude. So it's going to be one uh, one thumbs up. Uh, I can see mixing this stuff, whatever, but it really tastes like you're blowing Mr. Peanut. 
<laughs> you guys have you guys have a very different opinion of mine because I'm going to give this two thumbs down. Dang, Ron's hardcore. I'm sorry. I, I don't go for the sweet stuff. I, I like a whiskey taste, and that doesn't even taste like whiskey to me. You've never been accused of having good taste, so. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, you know, I don't know. I'll tell you what. I'll drink yours then. This, this, I like it. I'm still going to drink it, but I'm just saying if I were to give it a good, uh, I, not for it. Not, not really. I like it, man. And, it's and good. the peanut butter, after you've had the taste, the smell to me is a lot stronger. After you had the first taste, yeah, yeah, I can definitely smell the peanut butter so much more this time. Yeah. It's got like I don't know. I feel like the sweetness kind of cuts through the, um, you know, like when some whiskeys like you know punch you in the mouth right off the bat. This kind of it's almost like the sweetness sneaks the fucking whiskey in there. It and tastes like swallow a dessert, it. It tastes like a dessert drink to me. And, and you get that burn. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, dude. So I fucking love this movie, man. Like uh, everything about this movie, like is so stylized, like and, and like and so original. Like, but at the same time, like it's really fucking grounded. Um, like you know everything, mm-hmm. everything with like having to do with military. Yeah. Um, like it's not that far off from what we have now. They're like they're uh, the dropships look like Apaches, which is without the like without the rotor. Um, like everything about it was like was just like was really really fucking cool. Um, like HR Geiger Geiger. I think it's Geiger. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's Geiger. It's yeah, dude. Geiger. I mean, like, well, so like, I some think people, it's Eastern Geiger. Well, so, yeah, exactly. There's fuckers like you that call him Geiger, whatever. It's Geiger. Like, <laughs> God damn it, Ron. That's what the guys in the commentary actually said is Geiger. So, yeah, well, I'm going by Geiger. Well, they're wrong. They made the movie, but they're yeah. wrong. Fuck right. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, you know, like his, um, like his creature, um, even though James Cameron, um, he, he designed a lot of the creatures. Like, he actually designed the, uh, the queen. Um, even though he designed those, like it was still based off of off of Geiger's design, and it's it's yeah. it's beautiful, man. Like it's symmetrical, like it's it's different. There's so many creatures nowadays that like that are just shapeless and they look like living abortions. Everything from like from the monster from Cloverfield to like to the I didn't like. The <laughs> I'm I'm serious, man. It looked like a fucking like a fetus dropped out. Well, of let me ask you a question. Yeah. Started crawling around a fucking city or whatever. Like you know, like it looked like an abortion from King Kong. Would you say it's better than the uh, the dome on the um, original Alien from the original mu- movie? So, because you know how it's got the rigidness. Yeah, like well, because like because the uh, aliens from from this movie are they're considered warriors, right? Are like soldiers. Yes, yeah, that's yes. why they have those ridges on their head. I, right. Yeah. 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 So like so they they're called warriors. I think the first one it was supposed to be like a drone or something. You guys can correct me on that if that's what it was. I think so. I saw a video where they were talking about the different types of xenomorphs. The difference between the first one, the first one was seven feet tall. The uh, newer ones, the warriors, are about six foot tall. Yeah. And they were a lot more bendable compared to this taller guy that played in the uh, first one. You versus the dude she tells you not to worry about. Huh? Is that you versus the dude she tells you not to worry about? (laughs) (laughs) It's so So. smooth. Um, (laughs) um, So... Yeah, dude. So like, so the actor that played in the original one, he was like, he was six foot t- ten and like and lanky as fuck. That's why he was picked for it. Um, but these these aliens, whatever, like, yeah, like you guys said, like they have like the the rigid. Um, anyways, like, so it was, it's a beautiful fucking design, and like, and everything else nowadays, whatever, just just doesn't it doesn't doesn't match up at all. No, not at all. Now, what would you compare it to Alien Three? You mean like the runner? Mm-hmm. I still like dog the runner. alien. Yeah, no, I still like the runner, dude. Like, uh, it's still fucking cool. It's it's it gets sort of like a. It's like a faster version of like of the first one. Um, yeah, I like. So it. your preference well, is the Alien Warrior and Aliens. Man, I you know honestly, man, like you know, you asked me like what the like what my preference is. Um, yeah, I got to go with that. I got to go yeah. with like with OG, uh, like you know, like yeah. drone alien or whatever. Like yeah. I got to go with that. The drone xenomorph. Okay, I, I like more of the soldier look and the the dog. Uh, we might get into it in the notes, but 
Yeah, don't waste that. I'll drink it. What the? What you, give me that. It's not good, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Alcohol hey. is hey. not going to be wasted on this show. I don't care if I have Never. to drink all of it. Oh, now, dude. Yeah, so I'm going to start slurring here soon. Spicy motor. Gonna get mad. Gonna be like, what? You're supposed to only have a drink, and I'm like, I only had. I had one. It was just really tall. Sorry. Anyways, so um, I'm a huge disappointment. So. The uh, <laughs> the soldier alien is definitely my favorite. Fun fact, um, okay. at least according to what I've what I've seen and what I've heard on you know YouTube and other people that have reviewed these movies and talked about them, is that the reason why like the alien in Aliens Three was more dog like is because it came from a dog. Yes, like I, yeah, I so like whatever it comes from, they end up those those characteristics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they monetize the fuck out of that. Like yes. I don't know if you guys remember the toys from back then. They yes. Had oh my yes. god. They yes. had fucking everything. Gorilla alien and fucking. Um, I had that one. Yeah, it was. It <laughs> you was, had the gorilla. It was blue. Yeah, I did. It was blue in its head. It would suck up water, and you could squirt, squirt like water would squirt out of its mouth like it was acid. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. Fucking crazy. So, like, so this movie, like, it does female characters, right? Like, it's not the bullshit that we deal with mm-hmm. nowadays, whatever, like, where these, all these women are fucking, like, they're, they're Mary Sue's, they have no flaws, like, you know, obviously, like, I'm talking about Ray, and I'm talking about, like, uh, fucking Valkyrie, and I'm talking about, like, uh, uh, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, And, and I feel like, like the, the, the women empowerment is, is, like... There's way too much women in power overtone. You don't have to do that. You can have a strong female character like Ripley, like Vasquez. She's a fucking badass. Oh, I Vasquez. love her. Yes. yes. You can have a strong woman without having all this like all these feminist undertones. You don't need that. Yeah. And I feel like in especially in a lot of um, movies nowadays, it's like they feel they have to throw that stuff in there and it's like you don't need that. You don't let the let the character speak for itself. Well, Absolutely. The the scene where they're all coming out of uh, the deep freeze um, the the Marines and stuff like that, and you had females, you had males, and just interacting on an equal playing field. Yeah, and nobody commenting on it except for the normal ball busting that happens, whether you're a dude, whether you're a chick or not. It just everyone's the same. Everyone's in the same. Nobody boat. was getting special treatment. Everybody deserved to be there for their own particular skill set. Yeah, um, and like they they equally bust each other's balls. You know, like like Vasquez. You ever been confused for a man? No, no, you have you. <laughs> dude, that was one of my favorite lines. I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" And that she's doing great. those chin ups right next to uh, 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 right next to her friend uh, um. Drake. Drake was cool. Yeah, that's and that I'm glad you brought that up, Tyler. That that's you know it's. This is definitely a great movie for, you know, if, if, if women want to see a movie, and I know it's like most women aren't really, at least most women I've encountered, let's throw that out there. Well, it's like the, it's like Aren't really Lambo. into sci-fi, but if you're looking for a very strong female character, there you go. Like Ripley's amazing. She's a survivor. She doesn't back down from anything. If it comes down to, oh, either I, I shrivel up and die or I fight, she fights every time. And that's, that to me is more empowering than anything. Well, what made her that way basically is also newt kind of made her that way yeah because she goes into mom mode and that's yep. another thing if you want a good protective. like empowerment like a woman who's in mom mode is defending her kids you're not going to find a stronger woman than that because she'll fucking destroy you if you come near those kids which that's a perfect example which is another point that we have to bring up is that this movie is there's two editions of it there's an extended edition and there's a regular edition the regular edition yeah. did not have that scene in the beginning where she sees her her real daughter who's dead because she's been so gone for so long. Yeah. If that scene wasn't it. And when, once that scene went back in the movie, it shows how much that when she meets newt, yeah, she connects to her. She, you know, I think them getting rid of that scene where she finds out her daughter died. An old woman really does the movie a disservice in that, in the regards of the fact that 
when you see that scene and then she runs into Newt, you understand so much more of why that bond is so strong so quick. Nope. Like she instantly, because that girl is about the same age as her daughter was last she remembers her. A few years younger. Cause yeah. I think uh, she thinks she promised to be back at her daughter by her 11th birthday. And yeah, I, Newt, think Newt I knew it was like was, seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. The, they showed the picture of like a second grade award or something for citizenship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was the first. Seven, she right? was actually the first baby to be born on Hadley's Hope. Yep, yep. And that actress, if I'm wrong, correct me, but I believe that was her first and only film, the one who yeah, played Newt. the little girl, yeah. And you can't do any better than having your resume have aliens on it and being a main character and going yeah. out on top. Uh, just retiring, <laughs> like, this is it, I'm done. That, and fun fact, actually, um, the little girl that plays Newt uh, and Sigourney Weaver to this day have a, just from that one movie alone, they established a relationship, and to this day, they're, like, best friends, and it's, like, more of, like, a, a mother-daughter or, like, a... Well, she, uh, she they, know, they got really connected thing. on the set. Yeah, yeah, makes exactly. Sense. Yeah, yeah and, that's, and, and, and it's kind of cool when you... Get a, a, like a very like natural organic connection like that. It's it's hard to it's hard to depict that on a screen. Yeah. So when it happens naturally, like it did between those two actresses, it you see it in the movie. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's what makes of, movies. Speaking of that, man, like uh, like Covenant, like you know, like all those all those characters were supposed to be like married, and like you didn't get that impression at no, all. No, not really. No. That movie was very rushed. One thing yeah. that I felt rushed uh, as and it sucked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One thing that I felt uh, did really well, like most movies, um, there are all the scenes are shot out of order, you know, depending on oh. budget, location, stuff like that. Sorry. Uh, Such a pussy. James Cameron specifically waited to film the scene where they're coming out of deep freeze yeah. till very one of the very last scenes that were filmed so that all the actors already had that built-in camaraderie with each other and it just ah. came across on the screen that they've been doing this for months. You know, they, yeah. they know each other's ins and out just like their characters should. And so that's why it felt so real, the ball busting. So like yeah. that, that's something that's going to be happening once you've been hanging around with the same people for months on end yeah. doing the same job and Cameron's choice to save that filming to one of the very last scenes that are going in the can. I thought that was an inspired choice. I really did. Yeah. Yeah, dude, no, it totally makes sense, man. Like everything, everything about like the like the opening of like of the Marines, like is it, it totally makes sense that like that that was the last thing that they had filmed and like and uh, they had that that camaraderie. Yeah. Um, and a big part of that, man, like was like was Al Matthews, the guy who played Sergeant Apone. Um, well, he yeah. he was actually Absolutely. a Vietnam vet too, mm-hmm. and that's what made him more realistic in any way. The whole time on the set, when there was issues, he actually kind of took over and was like very, you know. It, that type of drill sergeant way. He was that guy that you turned to to fix fix shit. And oh get yeah, that exactly. Stuff Somebody who's been there, done that, and knows. All right, we just got to get the shit done. You know, that's something I didn't research on. Is uh, if any other movies that he's ever been in. Oh, so I actually I did that myself. Um, he was in one of the Superman movies. Um, okay. Please not Superman four. <laughs> <laughs> Please not Superman four. That was the worst Superman movie ever. Quest for Peace. Yeah, no, he did like four. He did like four movies. Um, not a whole lot, man. Uh, like the dude had already lived a pretty fucking full life. Uh, you know, he was uh, he was in, he was a, a marine, and like you know, he did Aliens, whatever. He was an R and B singer in the seventies. I don't know if you guys knew about that. I did not know no. that. Yeah. So actually, what I, the fuck? All right. So I got some for your ass. Listen to this. I like that. No way. This motherfucking Al Matthews. Really? Coming for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no way, dude. I gotta, yeah, I gotta they hear this. On the base. I'm gonna put this caseless, explosive <laughs> tip right in there. 
Al Matthews, ladies and gentlemen. That, that's him? That is him. You have got... Wow. I never would have thought. I could just see him in the hive just dancing with that. The only other person I would compare him to would be like Arlie Emery. Yeah. Uh, no, not not big based on the action. Just somebody who had that background and then went into acting. See, and I'm just trying to imagine Arlie Emery now putting out an R&B song. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I would download the shit out of that. No, that would be pretty funny. You know, it's it's uh, and that makes sense too because you know I haven't been in the military, okay, um, but I know that there are definitely a lot of um, and thank you by the way for those of you listening that that have been in the military. Um, are you thanking them for the service? I am thanking them for their service. Thank you for your Thank service. You're, all. you're here to serve. So in either case, um, it's good when you have people like that on set too because I guarantee you he probably had a very strong role in making sure that like their movements as a unit and the way they hold their guns, the way that they – everything, all that stuff. And, and here's the thing, and the reason why is because I cannot count how many movies – and you can find YouTube videos everywhere on this where – You'll have military people that will pick movies apart because these people – I even do it. Like when I watch um, – because I used to be in law enforcement. I watch guys clear a room, and they're holding their pistol like this and shit. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, no. And it, and for and for some – a lot of people, as stupid as it is, those little tiny details yeah. will fuck up the whole movie. because takes now you're you just, out of reality. Yeah. yeah. So like having having somebody on on set that can, you know, because I know that to some extent there's always going to be a, a few details that are going to be left out. There always is. I know that part of that security reasons, part of that is just maybe they're being lazy. I don't fucking know. But keeping it as close to what, it, what they should be doing is what really makes the movie special because you're like, cool, because people – who have been in the military, people who have been in law enforcement, when they see that those details have been met, they're like, okay, cool. This director actually gave a shit when they did this movie, and it right. makes them invest their emotions even more into that film. So. Right. Uh, as somebody who did serve, one thing that kept jumping out at me, as much as I love the character of Vasquez, when, they, when she's going in, when they're first entering the town, they have the people covering the corners, covering the blind spots, and she's standing dead center of everything. Yeah. Uh, as soon as yeah, it, yeah, before yeah, everything is cleared, I'm just like, you're just begging to be killed. Yeah, like you, Why are you doing that? <laughs> you're a fucking clay you're, pigeon. Stop you're it. You're opening the door on an unknown subject, and you're just standing right there. Yeah, she's, you're just begging to get your face ripped off. With the, with the outside, like, highlighting her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no way you're going to miss. Like Everything else they did about her, I loved. Even the scene where... Before they uh, enter the dropship, and she's handling the firearm without the the little uh, belt assist that, yeah, that right. they had, and she's just manhandling that machine. And then they had was it Frost that came up behind her who had the little thing? No, no, yeah. no, that was uh, Drake. Was it oh, Drake? Was Drake, because yeah, Drake was. Well, Drake like has her. the same because they both had the same weapon, right? Yeah. And yeah. he had the same weapon, but he but was he, he was but using, using the, the assist, right? Yeah. Right. right. Way, I'm like this, showing how much of a badass this woman is. Yeah. And then just doing something so stupid. I was like, yeah. how are you alive? I guarantee you, there's a, probably a good chance, and I'm sure someone will comment somewhere and correct me, but I have a feeling that that's probably because it had something to do with the shot. Something to do with like making sure that it looked a certain way or we were able to see her. So I've noticed that whenever they give up certain details like that, yeah, it's it's for the sake of the, the actual picture looking a certain way, right? And unfortunately, like the director will usually over, you know, they'll they'll usually overturn style over substance, right? Exactly. So yeah. you know, 
Yeah. So uh, just kind of follow up on like what you guys asked me because, of course, like I pretended like I fucking knew, but I didn't know. But uh, let me bring this up. Uh, yeah. So he was in Superman three. He was in the Fifth Element. He was General Tudor, and uh, he was also oh, in one of the uh, one of the James Bond movies with Pierce Brosnan. I believe it was uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Hold on. He, he was in the Fifth Element. The fifth he element? was. Yeah. So so that's I am that's the sad thing. Yeah, I know. Just to look for him. Yeah. So yeah. like so here, here's the here's the sad thing, man. Um, Al Matthews did not age very well. Um, like he actually died two years ago in 2018. Uh, oh, that in, sucks. Rest, rest in, in peace, rest in peace. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, let's uh, let's go and drink to that. Yeah, Al Matthews. Oh, yeah, Sergeant Al Matthews. Oh, I good. love the way served our country. Bone motivated the squad. Bunch it, of badasses. He was ah! a <laughs> bunch of badasses. Yeah, <laughs> he was still great, a, man. a dick, but in a motivational way. Yeah, I, I, I love earned the respect of the squad. I love yeah. how him and Hudson always had an issue. <laughs> Hudson, get over here. Get, get yeah, over Hudson here. was like his his fuck up child. He's like Hudson, you secure that shit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is exactly what a good Sarge would do. Yeah, uh, look out for his people and see the potential in them but knowing they need encouragement to reach their full potential. Yeah, so exactly. you, and you look at him, and it, him is great, but then you look at Gorman. Oh, Gorman. Oh well, Gorman, Gorman wasn't a part of their unit. He was like an outsider. That's you know. one of the reasons why they didn't fucking like him. Well, no, he was a, he was a lieutenant that was kind of like, I, I'm assuming that was injected at the, like, uh, later or something like that, because yeah. like, none of them seem very familiar with him. Like, you know, when they're when they're right. descending on to LV-426, not fucking Akron, LV-426, like when they're descending. When they're, <laughs> oh, so you're going to go into the, okay, River of Pain, the whole Akron go, thing. Well, I mean, I was just making a comment where, because like that pisses me off. But either way, like, you know, when they're dropping, when they're dropping onto the planet, moon, actually, sorry, when they're dropping, uh, Vasquez asks him, like, you know, how many, like, how many drops is this for you, Lieutenant? And he's like, 38, simulated. How many, how many combat missions, including this one? Two. And they're just like, we're fucked. Fuck. Yeah. I was like, we're fucked. Which, I mean, the I- whole. And sorry, say sorry, that's man. exactly what a butter bar would be like. A butter bar um, is a, re- a reference to a first lieutenant, or sorry, second lieutenant. And it's somebody that is brand new, given power, even though they don't necessarily have done anything to deserve that command. And then you put him in charge with a bunch of salty motherfuckers that have been there and have done that. And now this guy, and, and oh, I'm supposed to listen to what you tell me to do? Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah, all you all you public safety people out there, all you military, like, I'm sure you guys absolutely understand what it's like to work for a guy that has no fucking business yeah. being in that position. Yeah, I guarantee you every single person listening to this that's that's been there is shaking their head like, yep, because there's always that guy that they might not have the experience but they've got that golden tongue. They know exactly what to say. Yeah, that's going to be the higher up smile and, and make them like them. And they know exactly what to, to how to how to pass a test, how to pass a written test. And then you put you give them a fucking piece of chest jewelry, and oh, now I'm supposed to respect you and listen to what you have to say. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. You know, like you want to know something about um, the uh, costuming and the uh, discipline that they had. That James Cameron was actually very apologetic about how he uh, had them. Because there was no discipline in all these soldiers, it was more of a Vietnam era with the whole the things on there. You know, you, know, you remember when they had the the peace signs on their helmets yeah, like and stuff full, like full that. Full metal jacket, kind yeah, of yeah. yeah. So there was like no discipline. He actually apologized. He he said that in the commentary. So it's not like now. Well, I mean, like that. I mean, that makes sense though, because I mean, like this the the whole premise of this movie was it was supposed to be like a Vietnam war in space, like the right. well armed man or whatever against an unknown force, and like and so I mean, t- I don't know why the fuck he apologized. I mean, like that's that was. I mean, it fit. It worked. And it very similar to Vietnam. I don't know if you've been paying attention to current events. We just got our asses kicked, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I'm going to say this flat out. Hudson 
Hudson is probably one of the best lines. I mean, he he has so many lines in that movie. He do, he bitches and complains the whole time, but every time he does, I smile my ass off because it's hilarious. Like especially when he's like, "Where's the pretty shit now, man?" And like the other guy's like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like shut up. He chews the scenery so hard. It just <laughs> <laughs> I laugh all the time. And I'm like, man, if he just toned it back like one or two dial marks, then. It would be so much more believable, and it yeah. wouldn't seem like overacting. But I, I, I love the actor. I love the, what he did. So many great lines that came out of that. I love it when he rest is, in peace, Bill Paxton. Yeah, right. God, he was. He, there was someone posted something. It might have been you. Let's drink to that, by the way, Bill Paxton. Oh, the fact that he was killed by a Terminator. He yes, was killed by a predator, and he was killed by an alien. Yes, it's pretty. I was like, was amazing. And, and I never. You posted that. Yeah, I, I'd never. Put the made that connection. I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, he was. He was. He was fucking awesome. I yeah, love that guy. I wish I could have met him. He oh. was cool as shit. Yeah, he was. Uh, I, I fucking love. It. I, I even liked him in the movies like Twister and stuff like that. He was. Yeah, Absolutely. great. Twister was great. He was great. In Twister. Another time. Yeah, uh, off subject. All right. <laughs> Such an unrealistic fucking movie. I know. No, I know. <laughs> it's unrealistic, but come on, it's entertaining. Yeah. So, all right. So, like, so, what are your guys' opinions on like the theatrical versus like the, I guess, director slash like extended cut? I'm not really sure what the what like what's called. Okay, I'm going to tell you was. flat out, it's extended cut for sure. Yes, because it has a lot more character it, development. It's got the whole thing about Ripley. I mean, the whole thing with her and her her uh, daughter that really showed what was you know, you know, and that, that's actually a scene that she did not want that she was really upset was cut out. Yeah. So Gordon Weaver was, because she really loved that. He, she was basing the scene, that scene or, or the whole movie off that scene, you her know, character. And one of the things about that scene also, I wanted to mention from earlier is that with Sigourney Weaver's character, I feel like, you know, cause when you see alien, the movie alien, yeah, all these people are on a ship and I guess they know each other and they have a job they're doing. And then, Oh Truck shit, drivers there's, in an, space. there's an alien and Oh fuck, there's this stuff going on. Right. Right. But you never actually take the time to stop and think that every last one of these human beings has a family. They have people that love them, that care for them, that miss them, that w- hope they're okay. And so I feel like that scene with the with the with her, see, seeing her her daughter who's died of old age and everything else, it takes you out of the whole action thing for a second and makes you think to yourself, "Fuck, man, she had a kid. Yeah, she had a family. She had people back on Earth that were expecting her to come home, and she never fucking came back. You know that sucks. She lost know? everything. It takes you. It take actually gives you that that moment where you actually make that human connection. That these these are human beings. Right. They're not just some character. Like they had a family. They had people that cared about them. So yeah. yeah. And actually adds yeah. depth to her and Newt's relationship. Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah. yeah, like we were saying earlier. So because remember the scene at the end. I know we're going all the way to the end of the movie, but uh, Newt connected to her so well that right after she defeated the Queen and the Power Loader, she came up to her running her and said, "Mommy." I yeah, mean, she that, called her mommy. Yeah, exactly. Instinctively, just, great scene. Now I just to piggyback on Newt and uh, Ripley's relationship. A lot of people keep hammering on the the mother-daughter relationship and the motivations behind that. I would like to also think it isn't just that, it, that the reason that Newt gravitates towards Ripley so much. I think she looks at these Marines, instinctively knows they're not going to be able to fucking handle what's getting ready to happen. Yeah. And can sense that Ripley has seen this shit, been through this shit, and yeah. is somebody who knows what's go- what to do yeah. instinctively. And after what, Newt has been living through for however many weeks it was that she was by herself. Right. She knows that her best chance of survival is to 
build that bond with Ripley. Yeah. And to trust in Ripley. And you see that when uh, Newt goes her, her little hidey hole, little spider hole in the vents. And, uh, and Ripley first, chases her? Yes. Yeah. And Ripley gives her that, you know, that back holding hug. And she's trying to get away, trying to get away. And then you see she's sensing that connection she, there. and She's yeah. someone that's not going to give up on her. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I think that is a huge motivation because, you know, just like Ripley has PTSD from what happened, uh, you know, before – Newt now has PTSD yeah. from what she just went through. So, Extreme traumatization because she lost all of her family. And then we can refer over to, uh, by the way, we, there is a audible, um, audible book called River of Pain, which is basically yeah. like a second story. It's a prequel to Hadley's Hope. So I was going to did you two get a chance to listen to it? I did not. Did you listen to it? Yeah, I know. I listened to it, and I got a, I got a few things to say about it. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, too. It was uh, So you'll kind of get... Cluding as we go. But for those of you that are listening, I know you're fine. <laughs> for those of you that are listening, yeah, this this audio book, it's um it's more of a dramatization. I forget there's a, a it's specific, like a radio drama basically. Yeah. It's, so it's, like, it's like listening to a movie basically. Every character there's a narrator and then every character has like a specific actor or actress that plays them, which by the way I don't know who the fuck this lady is, but whoever she they sounded got, just like Sigourney Weaver. She sounded yes, yeah. She sounded just yeah, like fucking Sigourney. Job. I thought it was Sigourney Weaver, and then like, and at the very end of the book, it lists off the the um, the names of each character and the actor or actress that did the voice, and it wasn't Sigourney Weaver. So I was like, I don't know how the fuck they found a woman. She sounded exactly like her. It the thing blew is, my she mind. was the only one. The other other cast, Burke was close, but other yeah, ones, yeah, Burke, you could tell it was not him. Yeah, but, yeah. so I mean, what either way, like the, the actor that played Burke definitely got like the sleaze. Yeah, voice, yeah, whatever. he got he got it down pretty good. Yeah, but anyways, go I mean, ahead. Yeah, no, like I mean, I thought that overall, like it was good. Um, there was like there was, but the only problem is, man, like is that there's a few things like that. Just like they don't fuck. They're plot holes. Like if you're connecting, if you like, if you were considering. River of Pain, like canon to Aliens. There's like there's a few plot holes that uh, that like that need to be do need to be addressed. Um, because like in Aliens, there was no reference at all to like to there being a Marines station at yeah at LV two four two six. There's yeah. not nothing at all. Um, as a matter of fact, even like when they first enter enter into the compound and they make reference to like there being small arms fire and there being like you know like seismic charges being uh-huh. exploded and everything like that um this is this is like you know improvised weapons and like and people using their own personal defense like you know handguns yeah. right. so and that's the, not what was going on in the story they say there was a marine attachment yeah yes. let me let me so i'll i'll if okay. you guys want me to throw it <laughs> go throw ahead. Out there. Go so ahead. quick summation um for those of you listening spoiler alert so if you don't want to listen, you you don't have to. But then again, it's not really a spoiler alert because you this saw Aliens. This show was a spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, Aliens is a fucking spoiler alert if you for this book. So anyways. you got you got to be a fan of Aliens with to the, like this audible. So yes. with the book, one of the things that's really cool about this and why I still encourage you even after this show to listen to it is this. So basically it it shows you what's going on on the, on the uh, moon uh, up to where everyone disappears. Obviously, you already know that. But... So what's cool about this book is that they they cut between that and um, roughly right around the time that they find Ripley is when all the shit starts going crazy. And now here's the fucked up part. And Spicy motor! Do you want to do the summation of this or do you want me to do it? Who? Of, of this. Sorry, Tyler. Do you want me to do the summation of this or do you want to do the summation? No, man. Go ahead. Fucking you're on a roll. Do it. Okay, so basically what happens is... Um, Shortly after Ripley comes to, they're cutting between that and this moon. Now, there is a colony of families, and the thing that's fucked up is that you listen to 
you know, everyone's kind of um, interactions and you can hear children in the background and you even like get to hear a lot of interaction between Newt and her little brother and all this stuff, and the mom and the dad. It's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, man. there's even a love triangle between Sergeant and the uh, mother and the uh, dad. Yeah, yeah. I didn't care for that, that part. So I, fucking much. So the military aspect right is this. So you have this colony of people that are terraforming, and they're also um, going out. Um, they go out on, like, expeditions to find new shit and stuff like that and bring it back. So anyways, yep. on top of that, you have admin. And that's like the company that's running things. Because really, when you think about it, I have to say yeah, this. Go ahead. Wayland Yutani is the is the villain. It's not the aliens. Yeah, no, no, no. They're the villain. And you and you get that you get that more from the book. If, if you're saying Burke as a stand in for Wayland Yutani, then he I'll is. agree with you. He is. Well I see I don't Well here's the thing. I can't say for sure if he's just being a slimy piece of shit person or if uh if he's actually doing it for the for the company itself, I don't. In the movie, I don't think they get enough background. If your argument is Burke is a stand-in for the corporation, then yes, I'll agree that Waylon Yutani is the villain. But I don't believe that there's enough information given to say that he is acting a hundred percent on the behest of the company. I, uh, well, so he, he is doing something. That well, you remember at the end, he, the no, you remember at the end that he said that we can make so much money from this and everything else. So you you do have a point there, but he's got so okay. So he does have some personal gain. I will say this though: what you don't get from the movie that you do get from this book is that there is there's the admin aspect. Uh, Waylon, uh, the um, what's the name of the fucking company? Waylon Utani. I just call him. Just call it Waylon. <laughs> so Whalen Company, okay. I don't Whalen like Utani. Absolutely, Utani is too hard for it, me to say it, on a road. It sounds foreign. Get <laughs> damn foreign fucking name. I'm calling you Whalen. It's your proper Christian name. It sounds Japanese. I hated Blade Runner because it basically indicated that the Japanese would take over the world. Fuck that, America all the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking America. Anyways, this got really like. Oh yeah. Really. Anyways, so. Admin is is Whalen Whalen, and you have a um, a small military unit that's there, and basically their job. It's very similar to what's going on in the real world. You have a company that has a fuck ton of money and influence. Okay? Suits, suits. That's yeah, what, you have the actually, suits. I have to say this: James Cameron said in the commentary that uh, that's basically what he was working on. The, the suits, right. like the the beginning when they were, you know, going on Ripley at the whole conference thing, right? And the and these guys are all very similar, to like what we were talking about earlier, where you and all three of us have experienced that, where you have suits that have no fucking idea what's going on on the ground. They have no idea what, what you know, they, they and they don't care because right. they're making money and they're sitting in their cushy little positions. They could give a fuck less. So this dives into that a little bit more and you have the suit aspect of the, of the base. Then you have a military contingency, a, a, a military grouping, if you will. And their sole purpose is, is security. But here's the thing. The suits have got them um, because the, this facility is owned by Whalen. Utani? I said Waylon Utani, you got it right. You got it right. I get a golden star. So Waylon Utani owns this facility. Therefore, they they think that they fucking basically own the military. Right. And prior to this superior officer, military officer showing up to this base, that's kind of how it was. Basically, the military was their bitch. They would send them every single time they'd send out an expedition. They'd always send military guys as a a security detail. They would never explain why. They would just send them. 
And so there's a little bit of headbutting that happens when this guy shows up on base and um, come to find out there there's like underhanding dealings going on with the mil- some of the military guys and with um, the uh, the colonists because they're trying to like basically find artifacts and things that are going to make them rich. You right. know? So you've got that aspect going on as well. Well, in either case, you end up with you end up with a little bit of a that was disturbing. You have a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I gotta I gotta go ahead and say that I have a little uh, face hugger here, and uh, Stu went ahead and put it to his mouth. And does it not look like it. a vagina when it's pushed up against a glass? Exactly. That was the point. Exactly. It's like a desperate stripper that's looking for that last five dollar bill. That was oh, the exactly. point. Oh, I'll give it to you, baby. <laughs> oh, give me the money. Oh yeah. Uh, sorry, that was <laughs> see what they can do with ping pong balls. <laughs> Vietnam was a was a magical oh, place. Yeah. So, anyways, so what ends up happening is that there's all this stuff's going on, and what's crazy about it is in the book, um, fucking shortly after Ripley gets discovered and she wakes up and she has her little meeting and she tells them everything that's going on on this on this moon and where it was. Fucking Burke, and you don't know this. You you have it. You know it a little bit from the movie, but it specifically he sends the orders. Hey, go to this specific location, and he knows goddamn well that there's fucking danger there. He Which knows they address that in the movie, right? So he he you actually get to hear his specific orders. Like I want you to go here, and I want you to look for this, and this is what we're trying to do. And at no point in time in the orders is there any warning at all of any real danger. Now, because the military has been kind of pulled out because this superior officer shows up rightfully so and says, hey, we're not your bitch. And until I hear from my superior officers, we're not going on details with y'all anymore, so fuck off. Because also part of the admin aspect, they have these scientists who are douchebags, and all they give a fuck is these aliens that they know goddamn well are there. They know they're there, and they know they're dangerous, and all they want to do is find a way to get their hands on them, but they can't figure out where they are until Ripley comes into the play. They know exactly where to fucking look. Right. So this this little family of of colonists that their job is to go out and and do expeditions and look for shit, um, it just so happens to be – No, Newt's parents. Newt's parents, yeah. Yeah, You're talking about the Jordan family. Yeah, so the the Jordan family – Without telling anybody else, they're like, because the dad is like, oh, man, we're going to make so much money. He has no fucking idea. It's so sad. And so him and his wife and son and daughter, about the same age as my kids, believe it, which is crazy. I would never have fucking brought my kids on something like that. But they bring them with them because they have this sense of adventure. Let's go explore. Well, you know, you know, the, know. the Audible then kind of explains that a little bit, you know, the, uh, the River of Pain. You remember that, Tyler? Tyler's looking at an action figure as Hi, we speak. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> he's like, eh. sorry. I was so, being, I was being fucking like a five years old, five years old again and playing with like a little. So action Ron here has a fantastic, impressive collection of rare action figures um, to include, obviously the xenomorphs and aliens here. So that's what Tyler was occupied with. Yeah, I was talking around with one of the uh, the warrior aliens uh, yeah. and uh, and. In good spirits of the show, so I apologize, people. Continue. You were asking him a question. No, I was just thinking about the whole River of Pain, how it explains how they went out on the uh, expedition. Yeah, yeah, like so, like so. Basically, what happened is like is that um, so right right before everything kind of goes to, like to to shit and like and everything hits the fan. Um, so Captain Brackett is the new commanding officer of the uh, the Marines that are stationed that are stationed there at LV two four six, otherwise known as Acheron. Um, they try to give uh, LV426 a more accessible name, so that way, like people would be more like Akron. more willing. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's it's even worse too, man. Because like, nobody has no nobody knows how to fucking pronounce it. So like, it's spelled like A C H or whatever. So people call some people call it like Asheron or Akron. What the fuck? What the fuck ever, man? Uh, like, yeah, it, it, trust me, I didn't care for it. All that yeah, much. and like, and that's, I like the LV four two six better. Yeah, and I mentioned earlier like that plot holes. Like people like they they fucking harp on like on it's called Acheron. Like they even correct people if people say like LV four two six. Like they fucking correct them. Yeah. Well, when I listened yeah. to the audible and I heard it say Akron, I was like. Remember that, so I went back to the movie to watch that. It's like that, not that was added in. That that was part of the audible part. So yeah, yeah. So like so um so Captain Brackett uh, comes to uh, comes to LV four two six, um and uh, he's the new commanding officer. Like as it turns out, like as he's as he arrives at the planet, like it is uh, it is Marine um standard uh, standard operating procedures that like that the uh, that the the entire crew like you know like that meets him there. And they're like they're available for like for his arrival, so that way like you can brief them and like and kind of give his expectations and everything. And uh, so uh, when he gets there, uh, a, a certain sergeant uh, or sorry, um, lieutenant, yeah, a, a, a certain sergeant um, Draper is like is not there because again, like as yeah, um, as Lenny right. had stated, like that that the, uh, the the Marines were going out with crews and they're going out with them whatever to basically as like as uh, free free security. And so he arrives there, and like, and Sergeant Draper's out with his crew, and basically things start to go to shit. Somebody dies, yep. um, and yeah, like it, it basically from the like from the moment he gets there, everything is just fucking shit. And so like, so that's actually what Acheron comes from. Acheron is actually it's a Greek um, old world thing where like where it means river of pain. I actually believe it's a reference to like the yeah. river, the river sticks. Well, that's in actually in the beginning of the Audible. Yeah, yeah. when they uh, they talk about that. Yeah. So yeah, the and, processing plant. Yeah. So like so Sergeant Brackett or whatever, like and unfortunately, like this is where like where it kind of gets into like into, like the melodrama bullshit. Uh so, like, you know, like Captain Brackett is like is a former lover of Ann Jordan, Newt's mother. He like he shows up, like uh Russ Jordan, who's like who's Newt's father, like, you know, like gets jealous and like it's just this whole like melodramatic bullshit that does not need to be a part of the story. Um, it gets injected. Story is already lo- <laughs> the story is already long enough as it is. I think it's four or five hours long. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, I enjoyed it a lot. It, it was good, but like I said, there were some things I wish they could have cut out. The I mean, childbirth part, it was unnecessary. I didn't need to fucking hear that. Yeah, it was like 10 <laughs> minutes of childbirth, really. Yeah, like, like, oh, God, oh. I'm like, I don't, I don't need to fucking hear that. I really don't. Um, yeah. So like, so I'm droning, I'm droning on about like about how like the river pain goes. Like, but ultimately, like my opinion is like is that I think that the river pain would have been a lot more interesting if they had just left the Marines out of it because like because it would have made the story a lot more desperate. I agree. Yeah. If like if just a simple like you know like a simple few of like administration people from Wayland Utani yeah. and some like some independent contractors like you know were were there and they were just trying to figure shit out or whatever like against like this like this unknown force like this unknown aliens like they had never really con- like contacted before. Do you remember the name of the two guys that uh, um, were from Wayland Utani that were remember when the chestburster first came out of the father? Yeah, you remember that they were sort of like wanting it to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like those are some scientists. The scientists could give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. So it's so, like so um, basically like how the whole thing worked out was like was that. Um, Ripley Ripley came back out of hypersleep. She was like her her uh, her lifeboat was found, and from there they talked to her. They basically discount everything that she was talking about. Like you know, you see that in the movie where um, she's trying to describe everything that happened. Nobody fucking believes her. She's like, did IQ suddenly drop while I was a gri- while I was away? Yeah, and basically like they they completely discount everything that she's saying. And then meanwhile, while that's going on, they send the Jordan family. To go look for the site 
Yep. Right. To kill, basically to figure out like if there's a way they can monetize this, they can turn yep. it into a bioweapon. Yep. And well, well, that's been like the whole subject in almost every all four movies, really, when you think about it. So absolutely, my problem with the, the uh, there's a few things that just got me about the obvious, in my opinion, plot holes. All right, so they're terraforming LV two LV four two six. Before they terraform, I assume they're going to be doing some sort of orbital scans to find out what exactly is going to be needed right. to get this into an, a true atmosphere. So during those orbital scans, how did they miss that big motherfucking ship? How yeah. could they possibly miss that during yeah. what right. would be a requirement? Human nature is the answer. Yeah. 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 All right. And so like, if, if they did also, you're saying that they basically had known that there was aliens there and they based on the river of pain story and whale and Yutani basically kind of set up this terraforming as almost a cover to look for these aliens. Is that what? No, they, um, I think they, I, I don't think that's the case. I think that they were terraforming there, but they, like they knew they, I, somehow I forget, but they knew that there was something there. They just didn't know what it was until Ripley, came out of hypersleep right and once she did and she started going off about it and describing it they were like uh and then they figured out where to look yeah because they'd been looking for this supposed pot of gold as, how did they know this well from alien a, well yeah i think that they from got ash and alien and everything else okay, I, 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 yeah I, I thought they got Waylon Utani already knew about everything about that i thought they got the data from uh Ripley's life pod and her now, report. What pisses me off about all that too is that she's sitting there with this board of people that know goddamn well that what she's saying is true, and they're treating her like she's some kind of psychopath that yeah. made some shit up. They're like, "So this is what you're saying, and these are your words." Has concentrated acid for blood. I'm like, bitch, you fucking know that that's true. You know it's true. Yeah, because that was all sent back in the first Alien movie. Yeah, and they said that they already had all that data, and they already had an idea that that was. That what she was saying was probably pretty pretty accurate. Sissy, that's why I believe, in my opinion, even though the movies are about aliens, all th- all four of them, Alien Resurrection is you know, whatever. But anyways, all <laughs> fuck, four fuck of them. Fuck off! All right, fuck <laughs> off. But ba- oh, wait a minute, you saying you don't like it? No, I like Alien Resurrection. Go fuck yourself. All right. No, I still like it. I hate the fucking ending. I'm sorry. That stupid fucking mother of human alien was fucking horrible. I, I wouldn't gonna, can't even watch the last. Ten you're going to tell me you didn't have a kid that you didn't want. Oh, fuck you. All right. Anyways. You didn't get turned on by the alien Whoa. vagina? Yeah. Giving birth? It was so big and slimy. Oh, my God. Go balls right. deep into that. <laughs> I'm sorry. For those of you listening, I apologize. We've been drinking quite a bit. <laughs> so, shit. Don't use that as an excuse. You're always like this. That's true. That's All right. True. Back, back to the point. Waylon Yutani is the villain. I'm sorry. Yeah, they no, are the and, villain, and, and, especially in Alien 3. You see it in Alien 3. Oh, absolutely. All they want is the fucking alien. They want to they do don't it give for a bio- fuck. Yeah, exactly. They don't give a fuck. I, don't, I, don't, I specifically don't watch many commentaries by the directors, by the actors, producers, writers. I specifically don't do that. I try to take the films for what they are. I, right. This is what you made. This is what you put out. This is what you showed me. I should be able to draw my own conclusions based on what you're showing me. If, like right. if there's a bunch of a- extra data that I need to know in order to know Whale Yutani is this um, evil corporation and it ain't Burke, it should have been included in the film. And your skull's too thick to actually watch uh, the I'm movie. I'm going to say this. <laughs> like, you're I'm, like, I'm going to say oh. this. That's why I can't lo- I'm looking forward to when we do Star Wars. <laughs> Wayland's the bad guy? 
No, I was going to say real quick. Spicy motor! All right. God damn it. You're going to have to cut that out. You suck. Fuck. Oh, I know. I suck. You already fucked it up. It's just, just, it's fine. Fuck your mother. You <laughs> <God damn> it. <laughs> Tyler. So here's the thing. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you slightly. I will say this. I think that the military aspect being in River of Pain is good, and the reason why is because it shows that even though there was a unit that was there and was prepared, they still were no fucking match for what came their way. They had no fucking way of being able to be prepared for it, and I liked that because it shows just how fucking dangerous that situation was. Now, what I think would have been better is if they had more proof that oh fuck there was military on this base and maybe they even go why the fuck wasn't why why weren't we told there was already a military presence here if they'd have put that in aliens i think that would have been perfect i like the fact that uh, i like the fact that soldiers were in the book because even though these motherfuckers were trained right. they're ready to go they've got weapons they know what they're doing they still were no fucking match for what ended up happening like no right. not at all no. they got wiped out like n- no problem and it was sad it was sad to listen to but you're like God damn, even these guys who had all this firepower, all this training, everything yeah. that they'd been ready for, and these fucking creatures took them out in no time flat. Yeah, no, you got a point there. You so point. it just goes to show that even – I think it shows that that situation was even more hopeless because they were ready for it, and they still got fucking taken out. Right. All right. Well, here's my point of view. I think you give mouth hugs with your butthole. <laughs> 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 I have yet to hear that. Yes. I like it. <laughs> Second of all, I, um, I think that I think that without the military's presence, without the Marines' presence, it would have been more desperate. We would have had a story that was much more alien versus aliens. They would have, I mean, they would have gotten killed a lot faster. Uh, I will say that. And yeah, and as a matter of fact, um, so spoiler alert, fuck you guys. So like, so at the end of River Pain, a few select people survive. Um, of course, you guys know about Newt or whatever, but apparently, yeah. but like, but yes, yeah, yeah. But, did, like, you say, did you say Newt? Yes. Yeah, you said yes, of course. I don't course. know why it sounded like you said nude. <laughs> nude. Well, I mean, like... Because you're kind of retarded. <laughs> <laughs> you're missing your chromosome, sir. Maybe you have an extra one. So, like, so... Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. So, like, so, at the end of River of Pain, a few select people survive. Um, that includes Captain Brackett, I believe, a scientist. Um, I'm not really sure. Yeah, one of the sleazy scientists and the, one of the lieutenants, some female. Yeah, no, I, I've had a couple of drinks, whatever, so I don't remember. However, yeah. there are survivors... Um, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that like that anybody was able to survive Hadley's hope. I think that like that if it were more a more desperate situation, had nobody survived, then that would have set up what the Marines um, of Gorman's unit were like were heading up against. It would have been much better. I will say that I yeah. I do like the fact that this is good because we have like agreement and disagreement. And he's going to talk about me taking it in the ass. So, <laughs> well, you do take it in the ass. I no like judgments. I don't, you know, ladies and gentlemen. I absolutely don't. Hey, look, look. This even this movie has woke politics. You know, like somebody calls uh, calls Bishop like some sort of like android or whatever, and he's just like, I prefer artificial person, synthetic. Yeah, he's like synthetic. Yeah. So, synthetic. in either case, yeah. I like the fact that there are survivors. I just think that I don't like the fact that they these people survived and they very much state in the book, you know, because they had set a course to go back to the station, way station they call it. Yeah. And uh, the captain changed it. He said, no, we're going to do this instead. And they're like, well, we why? And he said, because I'm going to do everything in my power to take this fucking company down. 
So we're not going back there because that's where the company is. We're going to figure out, we're going to go somewhere else and we're going to fuck it. Now, anyone who's listening to this, which I highly doubt anyone that has anything to do with the movies is fucking listening, but if they are, open your ears. That is a great opportunity for you to make a fucking fantastic movie if you don't fuck it up where they actually go after Wayland because that's the one enemy in this entire fucking series that has never really been gone after. People have gone after the aliens. They've tried to research. Well, like I said, and I'm they've never gone again. after the number Wayland. one villain. They're the number one villain. Go after them and fucking take them out. And because in Alien Resurrection, it really shows Wayland in their full, their full fucking garb, their full power because right. they've, they're, they're now they're not only have they produced these fucking things, but they're experimenting with America. It's it, it fucking the rabbit hole gets real deep, and it's like they need to be fucking taken down. That Tyler, would be you, a fantastic story, in my opinion. If you do it right, it'd be a great story. Tyler, you're having so much fun with uh, that action figure, aren't you? Yes, I am. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I've, uh, <laughs> okay, since we keep bouncing around and talking about Alien Three, everything like that, let's go ahead and rank. You know, uh, each of us pick out what our favorite one of the uh, films are. And I, I'm really curious. Yeah. I'm really curious to see all your opinions on what is the best one. Absolutely. I already know yours. I already know yours. Yes, we've talked about this many times. No, I'm actually making a guess because I don't remember what you said. We have. We've talked about this many times. Okay, so, let's see. Ron, we'll start with you. Oh, that's easy. Aliens, Alien, Alien 3, and Alien Resurrection. I actually do have a big respect for Alien 3. A lot of people hate Alien 3, but I actually enjoy it, especially the extended assembly cut as a so put it with the one that David Fincher still took his his hands off of but it was still sort of his vision I enjoyed it Aliens is still by far to me the best sequel ever made I yes Alien is an awesome movie the original Alien is an amazing movie it's an amazing horror movie it was you know at that time it was the best but Aliens to me the story the characters I love the characters in Aliens so much yeah the, the the soldiers, yeah. Ripley, Newt. I, I mean, I'm going to say this flat out. I hate seeing kids in movies because they're always annoying characters. Newt was never annoying to me. I love that character. That, that, the, that little girl did a fantastic fucking job. And yeah. it's funny yes. because a lot, most yeah, of the kids are awkward as fuck. But this kid, she was natural as fuck. Like, I, at no point in time did I feel like, you know, uh, like, you know, there's not a single scene where like she acted weird or right. like I didn't believe what she was saying. But she was perfect. She, perfect she casting. She was great. Her feelings. It, it, you could see the traumatization that she had. The traumatization that ah, I can't even. Perfect example yeah. of of child actors and actresses being good versus not good. Again, you haven't heard the book yet, but whatever. Oh my whatever, god! Thank you. Whatever god little it, whatever Steve. little boy. That they got to do the voice for her brother in River of Pain. Horrible. That kid was fucking Horrible. terrible. You can't tell what nationality this kid is because he picks different it, 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 accents. The way he talks, I don't know. You Every scene he's it. in, he's using a different accent. I'm like, are, are you Russian? Are you British? Are you Australian? What the fuck are you? Yeah. Pick, and then not only that, but he just doesn't sound natural at all. Like he was fucking terrible. No, no, I dude, I completely God. agree. Now, basically, back to my ranking, and then I'm gonna hand it off to Tyler. Is Alien Resurrection? I enjoy. It's an entertaining film. Yes. The last ten minutes, I turn it off. That's how. That's what I, I enjoy it to the last ten minutes. I cannot stand the fucking creature that was born out of the queen out of a fucking womb. That's not no no. It's got to be naked. It, it's stupid. The fucking although you know I, I I can't complain. The fucking way it died though was kind of you know satisfying. It was it was very <laughs> metal the way it got killed. But it was. Tyler, what is your ranking? Oh, uh, so absolutely, it is uh, Alien, 
Aliens. Really? It is. Alien, I'm, I'm a- shocked. Alien Resurrection, whatever. Like, well, you're a pussy. Uh, so like, so oh, I- come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the only one that does Aliens. I, I have a feeling it's going to be only me. All right. So, so okay. like, so, uh, so yeah, so Alien, uh, Alien Resurrection, uh, or sorry, sorry, so Alien. What? Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> alien, alien, Aliens, Alien Resurrection, and then basically everything else that comes afterwards, whatever, like, I'm sure, I'm sure. Sure, I'll give like Alien Three or whatever a oh, step above all the other movies, whatever, come including on. Prometheus, including Covenant, including like you know fucking AVP because like those movies, all those movies are travesties. They're horrible. So yes. one, two, four, three, everything else, pretty much. Like so, like so, my whole thing with like, with Alien Resurrection is like is like I actually enjoy that movie. Again, I agree with like with the last like you know like few minutes or whatever. Like that movie definitely like. The newborn was like was a travesty. The way it died was cool, even though it was like it was absolutely in keeping with every other fucking movie. Every single fucking other other alien died by being sucked out into space. Like that is that's absolutely true. However, every other movie fucking sucked. So like so Alien Three was like an absolute like disservice to like to aliens. Oh, it undid it, did, but... it undid everything from aliens, all the efforts, the relationship between Newt and Ripley, like it basically killed Hicks. Michael Bean is not fucking happy about that shit at all. Like, no, he is. He wasn't. That's he true. was completely just like like excluded from the movie. David Fincher painted it painted a, a very very dark, bleak fucking movie or whatever. Even though I understand like that certain parts of that movie were not his decision. It's not really a movie that like that that he sort of takes responsibility for. Even but even, he redeems himself. Even absolutely. Even Fincher himself, whatever says like that like that. Nobody hated Alien Three more than him, uh, and I respect that. He I just mean, owns like, it. This is the same guy that went on to make Seven. He went on to make Fight Club. Some like my my favorite movie. I yeah. love fucking Fight Club. Like so, um, this dude is not without talent. Which will be next episode, by the way. Thank you. Thank you oh, but, but yeah, I have to give you a fun fact though about Alien Resurrection. Do you know who it was written by? Who's that? Josh Whedon. <laughs> yeah, the fucking. Did pedophile. you guys know? You didn't know that. That fucking. Pedophile. Josh Whedon wrote Alien Resurrection, the Avengers guy. It uh, makes sense. Justice League. <laughs> fork versus fuck I part. sniff children. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Stu, how about you? I'm going to go at exactly the same ranking as Tyler. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, Alien, to me, is a perfect horror body dysmorphia, fear of death, uh, the, the unknown, the fear of everything. Right. It, it does a great job of, of doing that. Aliens is a great action film, mm-hmm. and it did the reason it's such a good sequel. Right, same way T two was such a great sequel to Terminator is it took the already known idea and then revamped it in a different direction. It, yeah. it took the story somewhere else, um, and basically, even Sigourney Weaver said she was playing Rambo. Ramboina is her exact words. Um, uh, the the mentality that the she female was, Rambo, yeah, yeah. The, the the mentality that she was gearing up for, which is completely different than her character in Alien. No, that's the thing. That's the thing about Alien and Aliens is they're yeah. completely different movies. So I really enjoy Aliens. I do, but to me, the the creepiness, the unknown, the body disfigurement, you know, fears mm. that just played up really well in Alien. Damn, dude. Um, Great. It, it just it, it hits you on emotional levels. And deep down, the the lizard part of your brain gets creeped out All right, Alien. I'm going to give you some uh, opinion on that. There is one thing I have to say, one good thing about Alien. It is the first movie that ever scared me. Um, when I was a kid and I saw it on TV, 
cut up though. It was cut up, but it the movie actually scared me. And it wasn't even the alien that scared me. It was the atmosphere. It was the the you know the ship, the the darkness and everything else that the you know the um when they saw the space jockey that scared me. So that I have to give it credit for. And it wasn't even the alien. Like I said, one wasn't the alien that scared me. It was the atmosphere. It was the whole you know in the background of the movie. So that's why I will always rank Alien above Aliens. And anything that comes after Aliens is a pale imitation. All Let's right, Lenny. What is your opinion? So um, my dad's not going to be happy if he was ever. He won't listen to this anyways. But So my dad. Um, is, I'm in the middle of doing something with that in your... God damn it, I'm going to say this. There is a show called the uh, Big O and Deuce, which isn't on anymore. It was a great show. Uh, they had this thing where if somebody's phone went off, they put it inside of a box, and it was never to be seen again. My phone didn't We should do off. that. I was looking at something. <laughs> so, we're him a shot, please. And get a shot of Punishment oh, shot. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. That's for what? No, oh. no, hold on. Hold on. The punishment right. shot is for right. when you say something stupid. Right. right, well, like you did something stupid. Same thing. Say. All right. You are being punished for breaking the rules. So, I mean, if, should I make this worthwhile and just like whip my dick out so that I can like. Okay. I mean, you have I've, tweezers? I, I've been expecting to be unimpressed today, so go ahead. <laughs> Since you're a pussy, I'll go ahead and give you a half shot of Everclear. Oh, you're a bitch, man. Give him a full shot. Fuck him. All right. I'll, I'll do it. That's not very nice, you know. And hey, since well, this is the well, inaugural you should have fucked up punishment. Punishment. Your phone out. So, I mean, you're my best friend, so like, so what do you expect? Oh, hold on. I fucked up. This guy's playing with a fucking action figure, and you shouldn't have handed this to me over the control board. Hand it underneath. Oh, well, shut up. And also, I'm looking out for your equipment. This shit's expensive. Also, Lenny, Less this isn't the first time you fucked up during the show. <laughs> this Wait. Is- Wait, what was the other time? Less talky, more drinky. By the way, we are going to bring this up. Um, whenever so, somebody so. fucks up, Oh well, yeah, but he did that multiple too. times. All right, what, uh, twice, uh, twice. So you're saying twice I, more than you're once. saying I got to take a That's punishment multiple, shot, right? That, no, he, nobody no, knows, no, no, nobody knows what we're talking about. All right, well, here, by the way, we never brought this up. Uh, if anybody right. fucks up in so the show in any way possible, they have to take a punishment shot, as long as the other three agree to the punishment shot. Yes, and so, so far, so, here's, so here's Lenny, the fun fact. So Lenny should take a shot. We got three hands hey, up. Hey, unanimous. You know what? It's not, Drink at up, this point, man. I'm a fucking pro when it comes to shooting fucking Everclear after fucking Halloween. We'll get into that later. <laughs> I love that face. Fuck. Hey, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm trying not to throw up. <laughs> I can't. I do. I can't do. I can't do impressions, but I can definitely do the Joker. Oh. Ugh. Anyways, so... You, you enjoy that? You like that? Fuck! It you, won't go away! Did you like that drink? You no, know you did. That was so good. because you're weak. Would you like to gargle on my balls in the face now? Uh, <laughs> I might. Salt cures anything. I might. Uh, so anyways, my dad is one of those people that's very big on things being authentic and real. Okay? My dad loves Alien, the first movie. Okay. He fucking hates all the rest of them. All what? of them. Yes, and this is why. Because, and I try to explain to my dad, I'm like, Dad, so, okay. Okay, I can, under, I can understand Alien 3 and Alien 4, but Aliens, come on. This is why. So, <laughs> I've, tried to, I've had this argument with my dad a few times. He says that, he said, no, son, in the first Alien movie... The the when she's talking to the creature, that you're so gross, <laughs> so gross. She's talking. He's talking to the. Uh, she's talking to um, the robot 
Uh, what was his fucking name? The one Bishop. That, Bishop. Or the, Ash. No, Ash. No, Ash. Ash that tried to oh, fucking first, kill her. I thought he saw my aliens. All right, Ash explains. He says it. She asks him, like, you know, well, I don't understand. Like, hey, stop it. Ew. So, so Tyler she is... Says, uh, is uh, um, she's trying, trying to, think, to distract Lenny. She's trying to, to put it that yeah, way. and it's it's working. She's trying to figure out how to kill this thing. She's like, "Well, what do we do to kill it?" And he and he says, "You, it's a perfect being. You cannot kill it. There's no way to kill it. There's no way to survive. There's no hope." My dad took that extremely literal, and it just, why don't you just eat the thing? Just fucking eat the yeah. Oh God. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, Tyler's had too much drink, and this is coming from the guy who drank fucking Everclear. Okay. So, my dad took that extremely literal. So, he's like, no, it says an alien that that thing can't be killed. It's indestructible. And then you show, and then aliens comes out, and they're fucking taking them out with these machine guns. And I'm like, dad, that that robot was was basing his opinion of the creature based off of his experience with it. That was it. It didn't have full-blown, like, encyclopedia knowledge of that thing. So for him to say that, he was saying it based off of what he'd witnessed and what he knew of it, which wasn't a whole lot. Right. And my dad wouldn't listen. Anyways, I'm going to slightly agree with you, but my my order is a little bit different from everyone else's. Curious. I would say aliens is first. And Thank the reason, you. The reason why. Because I have somebody with me. The right. reason why is because it. <laughs> I'm getting toys thrown at me here. So, I don't know. I the like. adult variety. This could be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's dildos everywhere. So, I like the flow of Aliens. Right. Um, it just there's the characters, everything about it. I just really like. I feel like in Alien, you don't really get to connect with and or really enjoy or get to know these characters other than Ripley. Right. Before they're fucking smoked, like people die. I feel like people. I feel like people <laughs> Sorry. die. Sorry. I feel like people die way quick in this fucking film. Frankly, like you, my dear, I don't give a damn. So you enjoy you enjoy like uh, the characters to some degree, but they I, I don't know I feel like once the alien comes out and people start dying, it it happens pretty quick, which makes sense. I understand that because they don't have weapons, they don't know what they're dealing with. This thing fucking wipes them out pretty fast, right? But with aliens, I, I don't know. I I connect more with the characters in that film. I like that film a lot more. I like the way it flowed, and I think that with that film. After seeing Alien, which is my second, by the way, yeah, you well, know, see, I, agree with it's, that. I think it, I think it in that regard, like, and I and I agree with you on the fact that you know the whole unknown that is a freaky thing, and that's why it's a very close second. It is like, what the fuck is this? What's going on? Well, when but, you think about it, the first two are the best. The first two are the best. Yeah, and here's the thing: We're all you see the, there. you see the first one. You guys are so wrong. Which one's better? But it's okay. Yeah. No, so you no, already no. Anyways, you already know. That this thing is dangerous as fuck, but a lot of the people in this film don't know that. So you're watching them walk into the situation, and you're like, fuck, you have no fucking idea what you're dealing with. And they're like, oh, we're badasses, we got machine guns. But it's like, that doesn't fucking matter. Right. But they don't know that. And I think that like that impending doom that you feel as an audience is what makes Aliens so great because you're like, Fuck, man. You know what they're walking into, but they don't. And you have to just sit there and hopeless and like helplessly watch them fucking walk into the situation that goes to shit like that. Right. Super fast. It's fucking scary. So I, because of that and because they very quickly, their situation goes from we're prepared, we've got weaponry, we're fucking state of the art to, 
oh, we're completely fucked, and they still figure out, I mean, some of the characters figure out a way to still survive. Yeah. I think is what makes that movie so great. Now, eat this. Yeah, exactly. Dude, fucking Hicks is the fucking man. And dude. I will say I this. I love Michael Bean. Dude. I will Rain say this. Hicks. Yeah, Michael Bean is the man. Like, I can tell you right now when Vasquez says, let's rock. The person in the background, that's yeah. him. Going, yeah. They fucking <laughs> dude, that is the best part. Play that. If you can find it, play it again. I fucking love that part. Here, let's see if we got it. Is this it? Let's rock. <laughs> that's, that's Michael Bean. That's fucking him in the background. I'm like, it's so fucking metal, dude. Yeah, hey, by the way. Just, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. By the way, when she said "Let's rock" and you hear that pulse, that pulse rifle fire, I came. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, you know what? That's something I've never talked about. That's something I actually wanted to bring up. The sound effects in this movie are amazing. The pulse rifle sound oh, is dude, so yes. fucking perfect. I want one. I, right. You know what? I even fucking love the sensor. The fucking sensor oh, is that, amazing. That ding, ding. Yep. Ding. Oh yeah. yeah. The, the fuck, are you talking dude. about? The, yeah. The, like, Overall, the, they did such a great job in that film. Yeah. yeah See dude. if you can find it on so, there. So, so let's jerk off to the uh, to the M41A pulse rifle for a little bit. So, like, so that movie. It's reading right, man. Look, well, you're not reading it right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So, like, so the M41A pulse rifle was actually made of a Tommy gun from like from like the 1920s. See. Yeah. So, like, so it was actually the ba- the base model was like from a Tommy gun. And attached to the bottom of it was a Remington 870 shotgun uh, to basically to mimic what a uh, uh, grenade launcher would be, whatever, even though it's not a grenade that. launcher, it's I, a shotgun. I would love to own that gun, seriously. Just Which like one? a replica of their gun. Just a replica. Even if it was just some plastic fucking I mean, shit, you can make it yourself. Yeah, God, yeah you have I, a point. I don't know. We might have to look into that. I'm going to. I guarantee you some motherfucker, as we speak right now, some motherfucker on Etsy's already made one. You can look it up. Yeah. I'm not going to look it up because <laughs> yeah. I had to do a shot of Everclear because I was on my phone. Well, yeah, yeah see, so, the thing is, I'm one of those guys that's probably going to be like, um, bye. Bye. <laughs> Press yeah. The buy yeah, you'll probably no, like, no, our, oh, how much money do you want? Yeah, that's fine. Here. Uh, take it. It's, Shut up and take my money. It's take all it. yours. Give me <laughs> the fucking rifle that doesn't work and it's just going to sit on my wall. I want it. It's heavy as fuck, but it's okay. <laughs> the sound overall that they threw out the whole movie when they, uh, even the opening scene where that emptiness of the, the lone ship, her uh, lifeboat floating in space. And them choosing to not have any underscore, yeah, you know, with that, and just to feel the void and everything. I was like, they did such a great job by not putting shit in there. So a lot of other movies. Well, and that's the other thing I will throw out there about my dad, real quick, before I finish out my list, is that my dad, he's like, there's no sound in space, so he fucking hates Star Wars because he's like, there, like, that wouldn't happen. There's no sound in space. I'm like, Dad. It's a fucking movie where people have swords made out of lasers. It's make-believe. It's Would you... entertainment. God damn it. <laughs> so anyways, I could go on about my dad. We'll do a podcast about that. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, so yeah. anyways, Aliens, Alien, Alien Resurrection. Really? Then Aliens 3. This is why. I'm the this only is why. one. I'm going ag- I'm gonna, I'm gonna to agree on. with Tyler, and this is why. Okay. Okay, I want to hear this. Because they fought so hard, and they went through so much shit. To survive aliens, okay? And in a side of a, what, a five-minute window, they go, oh, well, Hudson fucking died, Bishop is a heap of shit, and oh, all the all the effort that fucking Sigourney Weaver's character went into to save that little girl, it doesn't matter because some magical alien showed up on the ship and impregnated her and she died. Get the fuck out of here. Like, right. that pissed me off. I was so fucking mad because you know what? She went through hell to keep that little girl alive 
And for them to, in a side of a five minute window, go, ah, well, she died. Well, well, well there's a fire. Okay, a lot of people say Alien 3 is basically God. like a fucking fuck you to the fans because yeah. it kills the two best characters. It, it does. They, they Ryan Johnson, that fucking sequel. And, and they, people got bent over. Here's the other thing. I, okay. <laughs> You're talking about Last Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is horrible. Yes. That's another yes. podcast on well, its own. Welcome that's another, to the conversation, Ron. That's another. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking bent. Oh, yeah. Aliens uh, 3 was, uh, you know. There come, was, but come on. Uh, you got okay, to okay, love Dylan. I come on. This. He I'll was an amazing character. Yes. Nope. And yes. Yeah. No, there were definitely. What? You, get, all right, you guys now suck. he's just disagreeing to get a you rise out of you. Suck. Listen, <laughs> Aliens Three <laughs> was no, actually Aliens I'm not, 3, but okay. Aliens Three was good. There were definite scenes that were really fucking good. I will give you a, I will give you an example. He's trying to throw a coaster at me, ladies and gentlemen. Here's a good example. I don't want to break his the scene. Shit. The scene where they're sitting in the room and they're trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to do about this creature. And all of a sudden, it fucking drops in the room, grabs someone, and fucking disappears. That scene was fucking metal as fuck. That was awesome. Because they're sitting there like, what are we going to do about this thing? And all of a sudden, it just goes, shit, crap, and it disappears and fucking takes one of them away. I was like, oh, shit. Like, when I saw it for the first time, it blew my mind. And then the scene where the alien gets right in her fucking face. That, that's it, a great scene. It, it is a good scene. That's what I'm saying. But, see, but the it gets you're right complaining about face. it, saying it's not a bad movie, but it's got it's, great okay, scenes Okay, so that's it. what I'm saying. It is not as far a as an alien. great scenes does not make a great movie. There yeah, you go. Look okay. at the entire there are look at the entire modern fucking sequel to Star Wars. The entire modern fucking tre- the, exactly. trilogy. They're all beautiful, amazing things, but they're If you take them for what they are by themselves, dog shit. <laughs> by themselves they're good. But in in in, in the vast story of things, you're like, what in the fuck was that? You know, right. so there are some really good scenes in Alien 3. Now, Alien Resurrections, I will agree with you on the fact that I'm not I'm not keen on the whole like you know oh the queen alien is now she gives birth with an alien vagina yeah and now there's yeah. an alien human hybrid and oh did it get sucked out now get uh, the fuck see, out of here okay well here this that is, part this irritates is, me but this is also going to weaver you know yes. that right because well, Sigourney, i have to say this I, I have to interrupt you here sigourney weaver had a request for all these movies she requested that she make love to an alien she requested that there be no guns and she requested that she would die when aliens came out she wanted those all from James Cameron. He said, fuck you, bitch. No, it's not happening. So basically, Alien 3, she dies. Alien 4, Resurrection, she makes love to an alien. Yeah. And Alien 3, there's no guns. She got so, it in all her other movies, but so aliens. Here's, the thing, right. here's my beef with Alien's Resurrection. I'm going to let you rebuttal. That whole thing irritates me. Other than that, the action sequences, the characters in Alien Resurrection, the fact that Sigourney Weaver comes back, I think, for a lot of fans, even though... Oh, she was cloned. Whatever. That's yeah. like the easiest way to bring anyone back. She was cloned. But it was still fucking cool. You're like, oh, Sigourney Weaver's back. And I feel like she was more badass in that movie than in any other movie. Because she was not, not only was she her character, but she had abilities. And she's like, You're, I'm not fucking scared of nothing. I'm not scared of nobody. I don't give a fuck. That's what made Alien Resurrections, in my opinion, better than Aliens 3 because of that. And the fact that, like, the action sequences, the story, the fucking dude in the wheelchair that has pieces and he takes the pieces out and then turns it into a gun. That was cool. Because I could see some... I could. Oh, I, okay. how, you, uh, is anybody talking about the underwater scene? I mean, the underwater scene The underwater was scene was fucking And Ron dope. Perlman's character was 
pretty damn. He was good. he was pretty like the part where he takes the knife. I, I gotta give you kudos. To be an ape and he throws it in the air and it fucking it stabs the dude. <laughs> and like, the dude, the, fuck? the dude's crippled. He looks down his leg and he goes, "You asshole!" Like I fucking <laughs> love that scene. That's, oh my that's God. ableist comedy. Yeah, <laughs> see, you know, see, I will give you. There, there's great scenes in that movie. Yeah, there's great things in that movie. It it's still doesn't make it a great movie. That's why Alien Resurrections well, and Alien Three. You. Alien Resurrection is my least favorite of them all. I, you know, okay, I get, I, I agree with you one hundred percent on the ending. I was like, what the fuck? Man? I don't even. I don't this even weird watch alien anymore. with the skull, and he's not even like. There's a scene where he and then you have Chucky attacks, talking. He attacks his mom, and it was very like. Let's put it this way: if I was to watch a creature that was powerful enough to do what it does to a queen alien. It would have moved with a lot more purpose and a lot more speed. What I watched was a marionette puppet move its arm so it would like knock the bottom part of this other puppet's mouth off. It was very unrealistic looking. The special effects on that particular scene pissed me off. They were fucking not real. I was like, that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Right. At all. Him getting sucked out into space, I kind of believe. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought Actually, it was pretty fucking cool. I uh, like that. Just to be a complete fucking nerd... Um, if you are in a ship uh, with earth, earth atmosphere, a hole that size, you're not getting sucked out. It, you're you're going to feel the equivalent of about seven to eight pounds of pressure on your face from the, from the sucking because the rest of the earth's atmosphere that's in the ship is going to completely outdo that. You just have a feel like a little bit of suction. That's it. So Tyler, without describing me essentially sitting on a dick, <laughs> you explain to me how I'm wrong about alien resurrection. I'd love to hear it. Okay. All right, he's so, like, I've been waiting for you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> you can tell him. His, you can tell him just in his, his mannerisms and everything else. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. All right. So, Alien Resurrection was a fun movie. It was fucking amazing. Like, so it's not amazing. I, right, I right. agree. It was right. fun. Right. I agree. It was fun. All okay, right. go ahead. All right. I'm gonna play Kamal Harris on you and be like, I was speaking. I was speaking. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> turning we'll red. circle back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Speaker of the House. No, no, she's not she's Speaker of the House. She's uh, press, press, secretary. Pe- press secretary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so, uh, so, yeah, so Alien Resurrection, whatever, like, was a movie that I saw probably when I was, like, I don't know, like, 12 years old or something like that. I think that's when it came out. And, like, and it was it was a fun movie. A lot of people take a lot of fucking issue with with characters they think that they're way over the top they chew the scenery um example being like being ron perlman's character mm-hmm. the dude that can like the, the black dude that can like that can shoot off of fucking like corners and ricochet bullets. i thought that was cool yeah and the guy with the wheelchair whatever being you're like, talking about the scene. basketball scene yes that was a great scene yeah, the yeah. guy the guy in the wheelchair whatever being like being way over the top of course like winona wired writer's character whatever like when she's not sealing clothes like you know winona <laughs> <Wyatt's> character, whatever. <laughs> That was Sorry. good. That was good. She's redeemed herself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she does Stranger Things. She's okay now. Anyways, so, oh, like, fuck. Renona Ryder's character, whatever, a lot of people take a lot of small issues with, like, with Alien Resurrection, whatever, like, but, I, I mean, like, overall, I think it was a good movie. As a matter of fact, so, a lot of elements from Alien, uh, Alien 3, from uh, Prometheus, from Covenant, they're all elements that were taken from an alternate script from Alien 3. Um, and it, like it's it's another again another mm-hmm. another thing you can listen to on Audible. Um, they give the anchor ports the anchor point story from the alternate script that was written by uh, Will Gordon, I believe his name was. Um, Ron, you can correct me here if I'm wrong. Like William Gibson. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, so anyways, like, so this is the reason why Alien 3 was such a shit show is because, like, because this, this movie was an ultimate example of what happens when you have studio interference with the movie. Alien 3, Alien 3 went through about five rewrites and was written to, um, what, uh, Alien 3 would have went through about five rewrites, had about, like, you know, had five different scripts, um, went through a bunch of different versions, like, everything from, like, there being a planet made out of wood that was housed by monks this whole crazy shit there, Any- yeah there's a whole bunch of scripts that went through so i i I'm, I'm going with you on that on the whole wooden planet thing yeah absolutely so like so um so anyways like so um one of the audible uh dramatizations that you can listen to is like is one for alien three uh, like i personally think it's really really good however like from that, you can see where where Alien Resurrection and Prometheus came from because in uh, in that alternate Alien Three script, they talk about the black goo that turns people into alien mutants. They talk yep. ab- they talk about how a whale in Utani Utani was talking about how yeah, they were. That's a callback. Utani <laughs> that, that they were experimenting with these creatures and how like how how hazardous how hazardous that was. And uh, it, that alternate script was very unique in the fact that like that throughout the entire script, uh, Ripley was either comatose and she was sent back to Earth. Um, so like so she wasn't really a part of that script. It was primarily Hicks and Bishop. So like that, so I thought that was like a really really good script. I think it's worth the listen to um, for those of you out there, whatever like that want to listen to like the alternate script to Alien Three. I think it's fucking amazing. Yeah, but- I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt here on Audible, just like we talked about River of Pain. There is a radio dramatic, basically like you're listening to the movie. It's about two and a half hours long. It's basically that whole movie, and Lance Harrison and Michael Bean do star in it and do their voices in it. It's actually pretty decent. It 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 gives you an ultimate, you know. Like an alternate universe of yeah. what happens, and, and by the way, it doesn't undo everything from Aliens. Yeah, everything that's that true. like that Ripley worked so fucking hard to like to achieve to save Newt, to save Hicks, and to save Bishop and everything like that. Like it doesn't undo that. Like Hick, like you know, um, Newt is alive, Hicks is alive, Bishop gets gets rebuilt. It, it's like and and yes, like the script was like was sort of outdated in the fact that like that there was a entity that sort of mirrored the USSR at the time. Right. And then of course by the time like the movie actually went into production, the USSR had like had been had been uh dismantled, you know, everything from like from Ronald Reagan, like, you know, like, you know, bring down this wall and everything like that. All that shit had happened, so it was no longer relevant. However, it still is a good story. And it doesn't undo everything that happened from aliens. That's the reason why like while I really, really enjoy that story. No, I agree with you there. Now I'm gonna have to listen to it because it sounds a lot better than Aliens Three. So <laughs> it is. it's not bad. Hey, spoil spoiler alert, it is. Oh uh, well there you go. Now I'm gonna have to listen to it. It's not bad. I got audible credits coming up, folks. So I'm Which gonna listen. Also, let me just say we just keep talking about Bishop. To me, Bishop was my favorite character. My yeah, dog is named movie. after Bishop, by the way, <laughs> yeah, just to let you know. Bishop dope. was amazing. By the way. The actor did such a great job of portraying him. It was a, I, I just, Bishop was the man. No, I'm, so, I'm with you on that. Uh, Tyler, uh, confined space training, fucking when Bishop crawls through that tunnel, oh. I'm out. I'm out. Hey, no, hey. No fucking way. I'm claustrophobic as fuck. No fucking way. Me. Dude, yeah, just watching him do that, I'm like, it's a good thing he's a robot. Because, like, a normal human being would not be able to fucking crawl through a tunnel that's just big enough for your shoulders to fit. Completely. For, all right. You remember... What was uh, it? 45 yards or yeah, however well, fucking long? Going off subject, remember Shawshank Redemption? I know that's completely off when the subject. When he crawls through the tunnel and not only it's, is it that's a confined what it space, me of. but it's covered in human shit. Yeah, but Which you, the you, methane fuck that. You, you want to know the funny Andy thing is? Alone. 
The yeah. methane would have killed that man. Weren't you ever at a construction site and there was like a little, two, the, 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 you know, the construction site where you had the cement uh, pipes and everything, you get to crawl down? No, we, uh, so Tyler and I have actually had to blindfolded with full fire gear oh, and, and a fucking uh, SCBA on and breathing on air. Really? Had to climb through those things blindfolded. It is fucking terrible. Now, you go, you go for small that. for someone who's smaller, go for it. But I'm I'm not one of those people. And I will I will admit where my limitations are when it comes to confined space. If I have to in a jam to save a life, I will do it in a heartbeat. Other than that, fuck you. I'm not doing it. Fuck that. There are guys that it doesn't bother them that much. Right. It's fine. But for me, if I'm stuck to where I can't move my fucking arms and my shoulders are being impinged on and I can barely breathe because I'm, you know, I have just enough space to expand my chest. No. No. But isn't that the whole point of the training so that you can deal with that crap in a well-monitored environment? And I have. So when you actually have to go through... I have, which is which is why you know I'm doing better now. So uh, there's one part in like where uh, a- where uh, Ripley is goes back into the Queen Lair, and she ret- uh, like she retrieves Newt, and like she finds like she finds the Queen with all the alien- with all the eggs and everything like that. I've had way too much to drink. You're fine. <laughs> Sorry, that's part of the show. If you're still talking, it's not too much. Exactly. Continue. So there's one part where Ripley goes back into the queen's lair. There's all the eggs everywhere. Um, she like you know she already has has a new with her. Um, side note: Sigourney so Reaver had a uh, had a back injury during the shoot, and while she's like she's going through all this, um, she has a bad back injury, and she's able to uh, she's like she's carrying around new with her, but like but actually new is a uh, is mannequin. a doll. Yeah, she's a mannequin. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, like, so I thought that the whole, like, flaming the eggs was, like, was kind of pointless. So, like, so Ripley goes into, like, to, into the queen lair, and she has, like, she has Newt with her and everything like that. She's getting ready to, like, to back out and everything like that. And then finally, like, you know, like, one of the eggs opens up, and, like, and Ripley kind of, like, gets, like, this, like, this. She gets a sly grin. Or sly, not grin, but sly look, like, no, you're not. Yeah, like, like, oh, no, bitch, you didn't. Yeah. Like, that kind of look. Like, she's just, like, she kind of, like, kind of cocks her head, like, like, oh, <laughs> and like she gets like she gets like this opportunity to kind of like kind of work out like all the fucking pro- like pain and like all the shit that she like she's had built up until this point and she starts like flaming the eggs and she's like she's firing like the M41 pulse rifle and she's like she's just like obliterating all this shit and like in the fucking aliens like <laughs> like you know like fucking screaming and shit yep she's launching the grenades and everything and like and she's working out like all the personal bullshit that she has and like fucking uh, so Gordon Reaver's like gritting her teeth as she's like she's just firing the rifle, whatever. Which I totally relate. She's to. enjoying it. Fuck yeah, she yes. is. She's enjoying killing all those. I mean, because of all the trauma, to, you know, everything that she's gone through the past with the alien, with killing all of her, you know, her friends on her crew from the Nostromo, taking Stromo. her daughter away Came from her. Bert, but it was Dallas. the wrong choice of her to do. That she basically had an unwritten agreement with the Queen to get a free fucking pass out of there. And Scorny was like, nope, fuck you. I'm going to go ahead and kill all your fucking kids right in front of you and then expect no fucking payback. Uh, well, well, the yeah. queen tried to make payback. I mean, followed her and then fucking comes up on the ship and uh, splits which, Bishop in half. Which made me yeah. laugh. Queen takes Bishop. <laughs> 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 That's a good one. That's so, a good one. Good. <laughs> but uh, if 
Ripley also didn't have the same exact human reaction everyone does when the fucking elevator pushing that button, thinking it's going to make it come down fucking quicker. If she wasn't pushing all those fucking buttons, that second elevator wouldn't have been there, and the queen wouldn't have been able to have a fucking ride back up. Right. So once again, she created her own fucking problem. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exactly my point. Like, you know, like, so had she never flamed the eggs, she never, like, you know, like, shot those explosive grenades into, like, into the queen's egg sac and everything like that. Would the final battle ever happened? I see. Not you know, so. no. You know what? If she left and she ran off, I'm sure they were still going to follow her. They may have been following her, but she could have been taking out the uh, the warriors, warriors instead of the you queen. know one at a time and stuff like that. You know, as they're trying to follow her, giving her an opportunity. Well, I, it I think she thought to her mind, yeah. But the thing is, but, I think she had a thing in her mind thinking these guys are going to, you know, they're going to spread and they're going to get on Earth but somehow. She knew that the freaking place was about to go into meltdown. But she knew. Still, nuclear it, meltdown. Once you know what? she got out of there. That. I didn't think about that. All of them were dead anyway. Good good point. It was, so, and it was just kicking that, the, kicking that bear for and, no reason. And I got I to gotta agree with Tyler here. The thing is, I understand. I understand where Sigourney Weaver is coming from because it's not just the fact that her crew got killed and all these people that she just bonded with got killed. That bitch and all of her fucking eggs cost her her daughter. Yeah. If you really want to think about it, that's the, it cost her everything. Right. Because, I mean, most people, like, if you have kids and you lose your kids, that's that's your everything. So I understand where she's coming from, but it's a, it's a good example of where acting on emotion, human emotion, yeah. was not a good judgment call. Right. If she had just fucking egressed, she could have gotten on that ship and watched that place go up and been like, Fuck you, bitch. And she would have had the final the final say instead of doing what she did. Because here's the thing. I don't know if you noticed, but, like, she throws those grenades inside of the um, the sack that's actually attached to the queen, which, by the way, was full of eggs that she was still in the middle of trying to process and lay, right? So she blows up that. She fucking burns all the eggs, right? So she puts the queen in a position where the queen has nothing to lose. Had she not done that, and maybe let's say she just shot the one egg where the facehugger was trying to come out at her. Fair enough. Self-defense. Okay, cool. I don't think the queen would have detached herself from that whole fucking batch of eggs that were getting ready to hatch and risked all of that to come after her. She would have left it alone. She'd be like, well, okay, bitch just fucking fucked up one of my eggs, but I still got, what is it, like 70 here, and I've got another 25 in in the back. I'm not going to sit here and fight with her and try and... I'm not going to fuck that up. But because she threw those grenades inside of her reproductive whatever the fuck it is, and she burned her whole fucking batch that she just made, she left her... She put her in a position of no... no Point of no return. She had no other option. Yeah. So she had no choice but to detach and um, fuck you. I'm at least going to kill you before I call it quits. And she shouldn't have done that. No, like, I absolutely agree. That's the reason why I brought it up is, like, is that... Like, had, had she not done that, the entire final act of the movie would never would have happened. There never would have been, like, been, like, the loader sequence with the get away from her, you bitch! Get away from her, you bitch! But that's an amazing yeah. line. That's, like, the best line of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Iconic. You know, I know, I understand. Like, I, I, I totally get, like, that. Like, as far as storytelling goes, like it, it, like, it definitely adds something to the story, whatever. It makes it, like, worth watching or whatever. However... My point is, is like I said, had she not done that, had she shown, shown some restraints, then it never would have happened. Right. No, I understand what you're saying. Which, since you mentioned the loader scene, this is something I give credit for to James Cameron. He's an excellent job of 
doing uh, acting on a principle called uh, Chekhov's gun. It's based on an old Russian playwright. Yeah, he said, um, if you show a gun in scene one, you better use it by scene two or scene three. There should be no wasted drama at all. There's no reason for people to get invested in things that won't have a payoff. Right. Uh, when they showed that loader in the yeah. beginning, they're loading everything up and then circling back and making sure that loader got used in a badass fucking way. No, that's uh, the, a fair the, point. Yeah. That's a fair point because, like, because that that is one of the things like that is missing from like from movies today is like is the eventual payoff. Like you know, like right. everything has a meaning. Everything from like from her losing like her warrant officer status, like to becoming like a, a simple like you know like a, like a loader or whatever, like on a which like, thereby explains how she worker, can operate yeah. that in such a badass way at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like like there, there's a payoff. Like everything has a reason. Like you know everything eventually like you know, like well, like works towards something, and like and so like that is something that is missing nowadays. Whatever from movies is like is that, like is that you know, like, everything has a reason. Like, you know, like, nowadays you have, like, movies where, like, we're Captain Marvel and, like, and all these other fucking, like, you know, like, like, like Ray or whatever, like, they all, ha- like, just have these mysterious fucking abilities. They're able to be, like, these, like, these fucking, like, you know, like, these wizards but they where they're able to do it. all this shit yeah. and they didn't fucking earn it. Yeah. Like, you know, like, even, like, you know, like, even have, like, earning she earned it, it. even earning it through flaws, they didn't fucking earn it. And like, and that is the problem with like with a modern day storytelling. It's like, is that yeah. there is like there is not a reason behind what they're able to do. There's not a reason behind like behind the abilities. See, right. I'm going to have to slightly disagree with you um, as far as the MCU goes. I think the reason that the MCU is so popular is they don't throw in wasted uh, drama in there. Everything can be mined. It might not be a payoff in that movie. But it pays off in future movies. Explanations will, that happen. They're just more of a long form. I will say now. this: for coming from a comic book nerd point of view, there are definitely a legion of comic book nerds that would be willing to sit through that dry movie of learning how they got where they were. Right. But unfortunately, the MCU has to placate to the mass majority of. Fucking people that just, I just want you to sit here and entertain me for an hour and a half or two hours, whatever the fuck it is. And I don't give a fuck about, you know. So that's how you end up with certain bullshit things like Captain Marvel and things like that is because horrible movie. there are movies where it's like you need, you need that buildup to show where, how they got their teeth, how they got the shit that they got. Right. And there are comic book fans in droves. That will appreciate and will actually want to see that in order to truly appreciate this other glitter-covered fucking film you just made. Right. But because it's not present, they're like, well, you know. And again, I understand where you're coming from because, unfortunately, Marvel is not interested in staying true to the comics, staying true to the story. They really can't because the story in the comics has been retold 18,000 times by the right. time it comes uh, around. This so it's, how hard, long it's, hard the history. To, it's hard to stick to it. So, like, they have to kind of make everybody happy in a sense. And it's fucking annoying, but it is what it is. So you end up with these situations like what Tyler was saying where you have these characters who have these abilities and are able to do these amazing things, but you don't really fully appreciate where the fuck they came from to get that. Whereas with Sigourney Weaver's character, if you've seen Alien... And you watch Aliens, and you see that ending scene where she's doing what she's doing. You understand her. You understand 
how hard she fucking fought and the things that she had to Which do and go through to get where she was. Why you guys don't have? Why you guys have an issue with Alien Three? Because it really shows that it no, does. No, I, no, it doesn't. She goes Fuck to Alien. You. She goes it to does. Alien Three, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm on a planet full of guys that want to bang me in my ass because I'm the only female for however many millions of miles." Yeah, come on, man! Oh, you guys suck. Come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, come on! The first opportunity where she's vulnerable. What happens? Someone tries to fucking bend her over, and the dude even puts aviator goggles on before he tries to fucking ram and her. And he Wait, goes, he's just going to scream like, oh! <laughs> yeah, he's like, I gotta put on my protection. Hold on. Okay, I got my eye pro on. Here we go. I'm badass. <laughs> like, God damn it, dude. When that scene popped up the first time I saw it, even as like a young, I think I was, God, I want to say I was maybe in my adolescence at best. And I saw that, and I was like, even at that age, I was like, is this fucking necessary? Is this fucking necessary, this scene? Come on. Obviously, every other dude in here who's on a prison planet, and they're all males, are going to want to fucking rape her. Right. Do we really need to see it? Come the fuck on. Yes, we do. <laughs> but then you have movies, uh, what was it, Last House on the Left, You know where you, you need to have that visceral scene that we we can all imagine it, but seeing that scene gives it such a darker life. Yeah, I will say that. I will say that. I agree with you there. But like with Aliens Three, like you know, fuck any moron knows that any one of those guys, to include I can't remember the actor's name, but the the black guy that ends up sacrificing himself for the better good. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. Okay. And he's the one that shows up and is like, you know, you know, he stops that from happening and he saves her and it's it's cool. But it's like, you know that just about every motherfucker on that planet would do the same thing because they're all on a prison planet. They haven't seen a woman in God knows how long and all this other dumb shit. So, you know, you don't need to see that scene to know that that's something that's on the minds of every person there. Did we need to see the scene where Ripley saw the uh, the picture of her daughter all old like that? Yes. No, we didn't need to see no. it. We yes. can use our imagination. Yes. Well, I'm just using it. Was his, good. His it argument, was good. It was good. I completely agree with you, Ty. It was good <laughs> acting. It was good acting. Argument. Yeah, no, it, it needed to be in there. And, and just like I think that the rape scene needed to be in there. Yes. Uh, just because we all. Well, okay. Well, it was a plan wanted, full of prisoners. I mean, you had to. If exactly. you want to develop characters and have like the, the, the guy, what was his name? You got it. What is his name? Dylan. He, he is a part of my. He shows up, and he. I will say this as a character development point. He shows that hey, even in a disgusting place like this, humanity still can arise to the occasion. Humanity can still be better. There was a quote that I heard one time that said that if you see someone that is of a lesser ability than you, that is in crisis, Ron. that needs help, funny. You are obligated, if you have that ability, to step in and do something about it. You don't stand by. You don't watch it just happen. Right. You fucking do something. So I man, will say man, that in that regard. You. That's my favorite scripture. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, all right, all right, all right. So like, that, that's Romans 15, 1 or whatever. Like that, like, that is my shit. Fuck you, man. So a little interruption in our fucking episode here. We are going to talk about the fucking score of aliens. And I'll tell you what. This is brought to you by the word fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just you keep saying it. I'm sorry. 
Um, score, yeah, yeah, right. James Horner did the score for this, and James Horner was a very good composer. He, although him and James Cameron clashed making this film because James Cameron made James Horner make this in a short amount of time to the point where he wasn't showing the dailies to him and everything else. So James Horner was like writing the score overall during the movie's production and had no idea what was going on. But the score came out fucking perfect to the point where uh, James Horner vowed never to work with James Cameron again. And that changed over time. James Cameron heard uh, Braveheart and saw how much the score was beautiful in that, and he wanted him to do Titanic. So that's when they got back together, and they did that for Avatar and Titanic. But the the score for the... Uh, I mean, look at this. The fucking military style that James Horner does for this is fucking awesome. It really tells the soldiers and how they're going through this and how they're getting terrorized, the fucking threat from the aliens. And I thought the score was fucking great. And then another thing that was also good about James Horner's score was the fucking countdown sequence. I'm sure you guys have heard this in movie trailers and everything else. So let's listen, listen to this. Yeah. Yeah, right here. Fucking love this. And I've seen this in so many other movie trailers. It's like you can't have this playing without something about to explode. Yes. The thing is, I, I love this score. This is actually one of my favorite James Horner scores. And the sad thing about James Horner is he passed away on June sec, 20, uh, June sec, 22nd, 2015. Uh, he was piloting an uh, airplane and crashed his plane. It sucks. Oh, wow, the sad music even comes in. But the fact is, is that <laughs> <laughs> it, worked, it worked really well. But the fact is that... Uh, May he rest in peace. I mean, he's done such great fucking scores like uh, Troy, Field of Dreams, Apollo 13, uh, Braveheart, um, Legends of the Fall, uh, Avatar. Uh, he also did Jumanji. I mean, he's done so many great scores. Cocoon, uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and Search for Spock. Great scores. So James Horner was just perfect for Aliens. I love this score. Although you can hear a little bit of The Wrath of Khan. You can hear a lot of the uh, the, the uh, themes. And a lot of people give James Horner shit about is that he copies from his other scores but a lot of composers do that yeah and i don't care it's a great score it it's really tense it's it's high beat it's fucking military style and it's also haunting and it also has a little bit of jerry goldsmith score we you know with the alien which jerry's goldsmith score was fucking beautiful for alien i thought it was very haunting and a really good theme but uh yeah i, I just want to say that james horner did a great job on the score what did you guys think of it i think it would have been better if i had some peter gabriel <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> a little Jethro Tull. Little Peter Gabriel actually, actually did the score to uh, Last Temptation of Christ, if he didn't know that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I know. That was like that, that is not at all what I was going for. I, I know. I understand that. But <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that was a uh, little bit that we wanted to do on the score. So, on to face huggers. And there's face huggers everywhere. Now. Tyler, you were, you're cracking me up, buddy. Now, <laughs> sorry. Okay, now, am I the only one who felt that... The face huggers that were in the capsules seem to be bigger than the other face huggers. Well, everything it looks bigger fucking, in water. But I don't remember them being bigger. Fu- they were taking up most of the goddamn fucking. Well, James well, Cameron. James Cameron did say something that he really huge. he really wanted to gross the audience out. So he wanted to gross see. that. I was just like, man, no. I immediately was picturing what they would be like on a regular human's fucking. Speaking head. of grossing out the audience, I tried to you know whenever I'd hit on women, it would be when I was in water and I was pantsless. I'm like, you look at how big this is, and they're like, oh my god! And then I get out of the water, and they're like, and the disappointment oh. just crosses. They're like, all right, we got to we got to talk about this because I'm curious because this is my I got to ask you guys, what do you guys think of the the uh, design of the Alien Queen? I dude, the first time I will I will throw it out there for myself. 
Um, the first time I ever saw it, I was fucking impressed. Like the crest of the head being, you know, big and ornate and the, the huge deadly ass fucking tail and her strength and her size and her abilities all very, very, very much like when they talk in the extended scene, by the way, because it was not in the original movie where they talk about the queen of like ants and they were they were they were yeah when hudson and to, vasquez were yeah, going through they're comparing him to insects yeah she's fucking ants. big man she's like it's this a, it's fucking a queen big. bitch man it's like yeah the big it's the she's queen fucking huge they're not so ants man when they showed her i was thoroughly impressed i wasn't in all in any way shape or form <laughs> scared of of them disappointing me at all it was fucking amazing oh, so yeah. I thought uh, the it, design it, it, of the Queen a lot of is Cameron's uh, interpretation based on Geiger's. Uh, yes, I thought that nailed Geiger's complete vision of what if he if he had designed a queen. I thought well, it so well, really what I well loved about it most is the fact that she went that he went by like a like a ant farm basically, like the you know the queen Absolutely. and all the warriors and stuff like that. I loved how they did that because that was probably not at all thought about in the first Alien movie at all. It was just thought of a single creature. There Fuck. was no alien. But they queen. had to have thought about something for how big those fucking eggs were. Right. It had to. It wasn't coming out of uh, you know the drone alien. It wasn't well, that's the thing. It, it was never discussed that yeah, in but, Alien. But they had to have had a, a somewhat idea in their mind. And that's when Prometheus and Alien Covenant kind of kind of fuck everything up and make something a little different about so it. So two that. two things about that. One, um, the ant thing. Fun story. My dad decided that um, he's like, hey son, you know, do you want an ant farm? For your birthday, and I was like, I, I don't know, I guess. And little did I know this could be a fucking amazing birthday gift because my dad got me two ant farms. Okay, then he got a tube. My dad went through. My dad is fucking psycho. He went through the <laughs> trouble to put a tube between the two ant farms so that the ants would be able to go back and forth. And then, no, he didn't get me fucking ants. My dad was a roads worker, and he primarily worked up in the mountains. So in the mountains, um, the roads get fucked up really easily. So he's up there all the time. So he comes home with these huge fucking red, angry army ant-looking fucking things and puts those in my ant farm, okay? And they build a colony accordingly. And then my dad took it a step further. He was like, son, check this out. He would fucking catch things like centipedes, hornets, bees, and shit like that. And he would take them and he, with a pair of tweezers and he would shove them down into the ant farm and watch the ants fucking destroy. And I, dude, it was like watching aliens. This huge foreboding fucking insect against one ant right. is a joke, even with an army ant. But these ants would fucking overvelop this thing and just start ripping appendages off and ripping it apart. And it was like watching a live fucking sci fi movie. And I would sit there and I'm like, oh, it's fucking amazing. My dad would bring home insects to sacrifice to my fucking ant farm so I could watch it get ripped apart while I tried to survive. We fucking retarded. Back on a thought you had earlier uh, about how none of them, none of the Marines, nobody knew, you know, the 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 villain that they were going up against, the villain in this case being the alien. Um, they had an idea what a bad motherfucker this thing is. That's why they brought all that fucking heavy ass artillery. Right. What they weren't counting on was the overwhelming numbers that's what it did them in that's what did the colonists in that's what did everybody in. it was the overwhelming numbers that took down everything what do you think tyler 
I think that from alien to aliens, like it was an absolutely natural progression to talk about like, you know, like one of the warrior ants versus like, you know, like one of the soldier ant or soldier ants, whatever I say, ants, whatever meaning like, you know, xenomorphs, aliens. So I think that like that it was a natural progression, whatever, because like as in every single sequel, you want to expand upon like whatever that subject is like, you know, like so like as far as alien goes, like, you know, you want to expand upon what the aliens are capable of and as far as like, you know, like what the the jigsaw killer and saw was capable of you want to expand upon what he's capable of so and so and so forth whatever and like and sometimes you wouldn't even like want to kind of referencing back to the jigsaw killer like maybe it's not just him maybe it's a group of people maybe it's a group of people like that he's incorporated or whatever and and part of that is like is like is the whaling utani uh utani corporation is because like because they they get involved by alien resurrection they start fucking with like with the aliens, cloning them, and everything like that, and that's how you end up with the, like the abortion that is the newborn. And they they sort of expand upon the universe, like you know, like good, bad, or indifferent. Like you know, you want to expand upon that universe, or whatever. But as far yeah. as as far as aliens was concerned, like you know, like that was absolutely appropriate. You want to kind of see like you know, like what the lifespan of like of these these aliens were, because like because. You know, like, this all might seem like fucking, like, fairy tales and fiction or whatever to you, like, but this shit actually exists among us. Like, you know, there there are, like, you know, there are wasps that, like, that fly onto an ant's head. They implant a little fucking, like, larva, a little egg or whatever like that, and that larva, like, you know, like, it, it grows, and it, like, starts to eat the, eats the, eats the ants from the inside out or whatever, and, like, and it bursts forward and everything like that, and, like, and it goes on, and, like, and it lives the rest of his life and everything like that, like, you know, like, they... The shit that we see in Alien exists around us every single fucking day. Like for the, for like for the atrocity that like that like that Peter Jackson's King Kong was, which I, I'm I'm actually not like a huge like person against it or whatever. I actually enjoy that movie quite a bit for what it was, the King Kong movie or whatever. Like you know, explore like what it would be like if like if part of like those those lower insectoid like parts of our world or whatever became larger. How, what the kind of part that they would play, like everything from like from like the worms, everything like that, you know, like like the crazy, scary like part of like our world that exists right. that we can't even see. Like, what if that were larger? Like, you know, like what if that was actually a parting? Like, you know, what if that's actually affecting part of our life? Like, what would happen? And like, and that w- that is like that is something that like that I really thoroughly enjoy with like with aliens and King Kong and everything like that. Like, what if like these scary parts of our world, whatever, were actually part of ours? And like, and this shit exists now. Like, this is not like this is not fairy tales. This is not fucking fiction. Like, this is real life. Like, what if that was a part of our life every single fucking day? And that is part of like that is part of the story. Like that aliens and and King Kong and like and all these other fucking stories, whatever. Like you know, like the thing. Like, what if, like, what if this were actually a part of our life today, and it would be a very, very, very terrifying aspect of our lives had it actually existed, whatever, Jurassic Park, whatever, like, what if dinosaurs were still living today, whatever, it would be a very, very different world. We would not be the apex predators that we seem to think that we are nowadays, whatever, if those uh, aspects of our life existed and were just larger. I don't know. I would have to think that if they had existed and continued to exist, through our evolution and through our history, we would find a way to deal with them. We, as as man, have an amazing ability to overcome the unknown and deal with it. Um, freaking a year ago, uh, a mass pandemic was stuff that they were making movies out of, you know, end of the world, Mad Max type shit. And now we're just like, okay, how many fucking masks we got to wear today? Um, it's just something that we... We get all freaked out at first until it becomes the commonplace. Then we just deal with it. That's it. 
You know, no, I, I appreciate I appreciate that that perspective is like is that the uh, the human race for like for as destructive and creative as we can be, or whatever we can definitely like deal with any sort of like atrocity or like or adversary or like or any sort of like you know like a challenge that comes in front of us. Like you know, we were are incredibly adaptive, adaptive. And that's the reason why we've been able to occupy any any corner of the earth. And, uh, you know, we're definitely a unique species, like, in that sense of the word is, like, is that we're, we're able to adapt to anything, like, that the, uh, the world seems to throw at us. And, um, I mean, like, with, with that being said, I really think that, like, that we are the strongest enemy that we could ever face. Yeah, you know, like, absolutely. Like, we are going to be our own. Undoing. So, so, yeah. like, if we were to, like, to encounter, a, like, a alien species that was, uh, sort of like, you know, like, you know, like mirroring us, like our own doppelgangers, like that would be the worst enemy that we've ever faced throughout history. I mean, like, you know, like, you know, exclude like, you know, like the coronavirus with it's like, it's 99.9, whatever fucking like, you know, like survival rate, like, you know, like, you know, if we were to face any sort of like alien species, whatever, like in sort of like the arrival or whatever, like, you know, like, um, it would definitely be the strongest enemy we've ever faced throughout time. I will say that um, (laughs) when it comes to insects, um, I remember, what was it? And I don't know if this is a movie we're going to cover or not. Eight-Legged Freaks. Have you ever seen that movie? I loved that movie. Oh, my God. That's a B-Rate. I'm done with you. I disown you. Hold on. Fuck you. Hold on. Really? If there was ever a movie that made me feel like a little bitch, instantly it was that movie. Because I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to take snakes on a plane. I, 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 I am done with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Which was actually Sam Jackson's insistence on the movie title. It was like Flight 419 or some shit like that. Fucking. He's like, no, we're going to do it. It's going to be snakes on a fucking plane. <laughs> no, Eight-Legged Freaks, that movie was one of those movies that, you know, because everyone does this. Every, I will say... Every man and woman does this. I won't say just man because, ooh, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. So every human being does this. You watch a Survivor-type movie like Eight-Legged Freaks, and you think to yourself, at some point in every movie you've ever seen, thought crosses your mind, what the fuck would I do in this situation? Would I think like that guy thinks? Did that guy make the right decision? No, he did not. Every fucking person does it. You look at the screen, you go, you're a fucking retard. You should have done this. You should have done that. Everyone fucking quarterback, arm armchair quarterbacks, every movie, right? Eight-Legged Freaks was one of those movies where I watched it, and I was like, I would curl up. I'm going to tell you right now, and you can make fun of me all you want. I'm not taking a shot at Everclear for this statement because y'all are fucking liars if you don't agree with me I would curl up like a little bitch if I saw a fucking spider the size of a goddamn Volkswagen coming towards me Ron, Ron, so you would fuck curl my up life start, of, start pouring know, it turn around start and pouring it. the fuck away I would run but what's <laughs> no, the no, point no, no, no. You those just things said move you would curl up like a little bitch those things move like fucking lightning you're going to outrun it I'm so going to fucking try yeah but well, sure but <laughs> with, with my AR15 yes I will fucking outrun it if I have an Okay, if I have my any of my weapons, which I don't have any weapons, if anyone's listening, I don't have any weapons at all. I lost uh, them on a fishing trip. U- U.S. I government, any- I lost them in a boating accident. <laughs> if I this. had any of my weapons on me. I didn't lose me, mine. I am a strong uh, believer in the Second would, Amendment. So, yeah, let's I would un- Take your fucking, damn fucking punishment shot. Hold on. Seriously. I no, would fucking you unload. You take your shot first. If I had my weapon on me, I would unload. Otherwise... 
you can, yeah, sure. Instinctually, as a human being, I'm going to run at the top of my fucking speed. But ultimately, those things are, if you think about it in a grand scale of things, those things are much faster, much stronger, much quicker than we would be if they were the same at scale as us. There's okay. no fucking way. You're I would run out of instinct yeah. because fight or flight, I would run. But there's no fucking point. You're not going to do anything against something like that unless you had a weapon in your hand. Like if I had one of my, if I had, if I had a theoretical, I don't know, I don't know, maybe a, a shotgun with mag, a magazine fed shotgun or uh, an AR. 15 that I don't have or something of that sort. I would open fire absolutely. No no questions asked. Or if I had a fucking huge Bowie knife, like yeah. I don't have one of those. Bowie. And I stab the fuck out of it. Uh, yes, of course. But if I'm just, just, just me with my fucking little hands, this fucking thing, I'm going to do the best I can. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's only one instance I can think of on earth where a man went up against an adversary that was of a larger magnitude than him and nature and one. And I don't even know if it's true, but I'm going to say it anyways. This was about 10 years ago. Supposedly, there was a story, and I'm going to do the shot anyways. It's not, I don't know what the fuck this is, but it looks good, so I'm going to do it. Take a shot and it's, see what it is. It's, it's my urine. It's Jaeger. Sure, it's, 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 it's fucking. You good. didn't have to ruin it for him. It's my semen. God damn it. <laughs> good. So anyways. Black like his heart. This was in so Australia. Are you a size 16? Are you size 16? That's another movie. Bro, if you don't come to the Silence of the Lambs episode, I know, I'm, I'm going to be fucking pissed. I will be there. Hold I'll on. do I'll do the talk. Don't fucking think I won't. I got it. <laughs> Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me so hard. I'd fuck me so hard. Put the lotion in the basket. Anyway, so... <laughs> It puts this, lotion on the skin. Supposedly, this is a story that I heard a long time ago on the news. There was, in Australia, there was a guy who, his nephew, he was playing in the surf, and this fucking shark, legit, this shark, bit his fucking arm off. Yeah. This motherfucker ran up, grabbed the shark, grabbed it around around its fucking torso, and pulled it up onto the beach, beached this fucking thing. Then... He proceeded to punch the fuck out of its ribs and reached into its mouth and pulled his nephew's arm out and had it sewn back on. He took it to the hospital and had it sewn it back on. Fucking unreal. That is – that's kind of I, – I, I, But there's stories like that of man versus bear. Yeah, 99% of the time, that bear is going to fuck you up. But there's that 1% of the time that man succeeds. Man no. versus fucking mountain lion. Uh, <laughs> we take down goddamn elephants in fucking Africa. Okay. Now, no, that's a good was point. A, yeah. Now, what if it was a tarantula the size of a grizzly bear? I would fucking shit my pants. No, oh, come on. Oh, come hey, on. Hey, Don't hey, give me that. If a, if a fucking tarantula the size of a grizzly. you pants, but <laughs> in a ball is not acceptable. <laughs> Ah! So, <laughs> face huggers so, are attacking. So, okay. attacking. Spicy boner! I keep saying this about egg freaks. What about the movie Arachnophobia? Arachnophobia. Hey, I was just about to bring that up. Well, Arachnophobia. You fucking did it. Arachnophobia. I think I was eight years old when I saw that, and it freaked me the fuck. I will tell you this to this. You guys are fucking pussies, to, man. Fuck that fucking you. Spiders are nothing. Fuck you. I fucking will hold to a spider this, in my hand. You guys this, are pussies. Lying. He's lying. To this day, fuck you. <laughs> to this day, I still move my feet around and kind of scan the bed with my feet. 
because of that fucking movie. What? Because of that movie, when I pour a bowl of cereal, I make sure that I watch the cereal go into my fucking bowl. I am, dude, that movie fucked me up. Dude, I'm going to go back and say that it isn't so much the size of the spiders and eight-legged freaks that, that fucked you up. It's you're already built-in lizard part of your brain that is freaked the fuck out by spiders that you just, by your own admittance, well, no, the worst shit that, the, that's, one that of the, you one do of the, to avoid fucking spiders. So, one one of the worst. All right, so I'm going to break the subject here. What if a face hugger was down on the ground? I would shit all over myself. <laughs> Those things freak me the fuck out. What? No, they're worse than the aliens. They freak me the fuck out, man. <laughs> see, like, no. The one problem I have with the face huggers is that the first time you see one attack, okay, you absolutely are like, what the fuck? But then once you've seen those motherfuckers before, like when she was in the med bay and knew there was a fucking face hunger hanging out, why were they just walking around with her fucking arm yes. in front of their goddamn face Because you know the where, entire fucking time? You know yeah. where it's coming. Yes. You know it's coming for your fucking mouth. So you just keep your arm right here. And when it comes, because here's a, here's a, a, this is a morbid fucking story that might make it on the podcast. My dad, when I was nine years old, I'll never fucking forget this. My dad told me, he said, son... He, I, it was my birthday, and I got a Swiss Army knife for my birthday. I'll never forget. This is a true fucking story. I was nine years old. My dad told me, son, do you know why he gave me that knife? And I was like, oh, because I'm old enough now, and you think I'm responsible? And he's like, no, no, no. So son, listen to me. This is very important. If you're ever out by yourself, okay, and you encounter a wild animal of some kind, especially a dog, and that dog looks like it's going to attack you. He's like, I want you to take your take your left arm, because I know you're right-handed. Take your left arm. I want you to put it out in front of you like this. And try to yell at the dog and make it go away. He said, but if it does not go away and it comes after you, give it your arm. It's going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to bite your left arm and it's going to hurt like hell. Right. He's like, but son, when it does and it clamps down on your arm... I want you to pull that knife out of your pocket, extend that blade, and lift that dog up and run it across his throat. And don't hesitate because it, if you do, it means your life. I was nine when he fucking told me that. I really like your dad. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> he fucking, he was like, I want you to run it across his throat and it will, it's going to hurt and it's going to scare you. But son, you will live and you will come home. Don't you ever forget that. And I was like, okay. I never fucking forgot that story, ever, right? ever. And when I was a kid, I walked around with a knife in my pocket waiting for a dog to come after my fucking throat so I could throw my left arm out there and catch him and slit his throat. Like, I was ready for it. And to this day, you are prepared for that situation. I'm prepared because my dad was like, son, this is a real thing that can happen to you, and I'm not going to let my son die that way. If this happens, this is what you do. And I right. was like... Okay, because I love my dad. My dad was like my best friend. He still is. So I fucking listened to him. So whatever he said, I was like, okay, dad, I got it. <laughs> so I walked around like a psychopath, like, okay, I got to slit a dog's throat. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it's fucking nuts, man. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. No, like your dad's the shit or whatever. So, like, so fuck you for calling him your best friend because I'm your best friend. Fuck him. Like, well, I'm your best friend. Yeah, I mean, however, other however, than my dad, however, than, you know, however. Like, your dad's a good man, man. Like, you know, like, to prepare your, like, your son for, like, that kind of thing, whatever, like, to, like that is absolutely like, admirable. That is, like, that is preparing, like, you know, like, your son for, like, for the most extreme, however, 
the fuck was that? I believe that's ghosts. Maybe a mousetrap. That was Lizzie Borden. Um. Anyways, eight-legged freak. Holy man, I'm scared of spiders. It was like face sucker. Yeah, like so. I mean, like so to prepare your son for that. To get you, Barbara. Coming to get you, Barbara. I love this shit. So, like, so, like, so to prepare your like your like your son for that is like is the absolute most appropriate thing you can do for your son. However, you know, like you, like you know, you sort of imagine like you live in like this, like this, just this utopian world where like where nothing's gonna happen to your kids, whatever. Like, and I, I often think about that where like where. You know, like most crazy things, whatever, are not going to happen to my daughter. She's not going to be abducted. She's not going to be raped. She's yeah. not going to be killed or whatever. Um, however, like, the, like the, the situations absolutely do exist. And the fact that, like, that your father, like, you know, prepared you for that, whatever, and told you, like, to slit, like, that dog's throat um, is absolutely appropriate. And, like, that is something that is definitely missing from today. Yeah. So, like, that even though, like, that the the rare and, like, and the most obscure, like, things, whatever, like, don't happen, like, you know, you, sh- you should still prepare for, like, for those low frequency like high fidelity like sort of right. like at occurrences whatever like you know like you should be absolutely ready to like to stab the motherfucker in the throat and be absolutely ready for like for whatever may come for you and like and i absolutely agree with that and i appreciate that and so like so your dad did absolutely right by you no matter how like how crazy it seems like you know your dad absolutely did like did right by you and i completely agree with that i feel that as a whole society instead of trying to prepare the next generation for the eventuality of bad stuff going to happen in this world. Hopefully it won't, but it probably is going to happen at one point or another to you or someone, you know, instead of trying to prepare them for that eventuality, such as telling you what to do, that dog fucking bites your goddamn throat. We are as a society just trying to keep them out of that environment altogether. And so your dad said, instead of giving you a fucking knife and teaching what to do, well, you're just never going to go outside again because I don't want you to get bit by a dog. That's why yeah, I feel like yeah. as a society, See, we are overreacting and going too far in that other direction. See, and that's the thing is that there's a lot of, um, for lack of any, if if in the future this gets listened to any female listeners, I apologize for any sort of offensive language I'm using, but... The pussification of males, and most of you females know what I'm talking about. The right females know what I'm talking about. It's all about preparing for what could happen. Hopefully it doesn't happen. It could happen. Now, here's the thing, too, is that I didn't realize growing up that my dad and my grandparents on my dad's side were being overbearing when they were like, we need to know where the fuck you are at all fucking times. If you go to someone's house, you better fucking call. We never did that. I, I I did that growing up, but I always thought that they were being over the top. And yeah. little did I know, after watching a few episodes of Law and Order SVU, holy shit! My 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 grandparents and my dad had a point because you know what? There's that zero point one percent chance that it will happen. But if it does, at least I'm somewhat prepared. All right. So the uh, the last little bit is like is uh, like so the resolution to the entire series that we have as of yet of date is the uh, Prometheus versus like you know like the uh, the Covenant series. Um, so like so the Covenant kind of seemed like it was a remake of Prometheus. Know. You know, Prometheus is almost a remake of Alien versus Predator because they almost had the same exact plot. Yeah, the yeah, whole I mean, pyramid. You, yeah, you no, remember it's, that? It's, it's absolute bullshit. It's like it's like it's a. 
They realize they're a mistake, and they keep fucking remaking it. Like, and, and, and fucking mark my words, this is the shit that will happen with the uh, with the Star Wars trilogy. They are going to retcon, and they are going to like you know remake all the fucking bullshit. They're going to pretend like it's part of the mythology or whatever. Like, but they, at the same time, they're going to discount absolutely everything. Just like the way Alien Three did with Aliens, fuck you. That is exactly what Alien Three is do. good. Shut up. But it didn't retcon Aliens. It, just Ray, said, it don't fucking matter. Rape right, Planet happened, but it is don't a good matter. movie. <laughs> Rape Planet is good. You shut up. Yeah. So like so like so I have a lot of fucking issues like with Alien Covenant. They use the same fucking score that they did with Alien Weber to sort of like you know link the series together because they're actually using the same fucking xenomorphs of as as aliens or as alien rather. Fuck them. It's insulting. I don't appreciate it. So like so they use the exact same score or whatever just to like to link the series together, whatever. But like but the problem is like is that Alien Covenant was not as mysterious as Alien was. Like there was no fucking mystery at all. Like, and we knew exactly what was going to happen. Eventually, the storyline was going to eventually lead up to the creation of the Xenomorph via Dave. This fucking, like, you know, like, 2001 Odyssey ripoff. We're going to lead to that Come eventually, on. whatever. He's a good character. Shut the fuck David, up. David, he's a great No, he's character. not. Michael Fast, Michael Fast. You can't even pronounce great. his fucking name. <laughs> fucking That's Scandinavian. That's Scandinavian. Spicy Boner. You can't even pronounce his name. I don't think I can ever watch that movie again now. Without, in my mind, him being Dave. Not David. <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, a little fun fact. The score that they rip off is Jerry Goldsmith. He did the original score for Alien. Just a little fun fact right there. Yeah. How was that fun? I'm just wondering. Yeah. Okay, well, then it was right. just a movie fact. There you oh, go. there you go. I'm, That's about I'm bored. So uh-huh. I apologize. We're quite uh, inebriated at this point. Yes. However, yes. My point still stands. Like, so, like, so, fuck Alien Covenant. Fuck Alien Prometheus. Like, you know, like, all those movies or whatever, you can suck a big, fat, fucking screwball, peanut-flavored fucking dick. Like, all those movies fucking suck. So, like, so the score had no fucking feeling behind the mysterious whatever. Like, Ron, fuck you. I can see your rolling eyes or whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> fucking tight. So, like, the point, like, I'm making is, like, the fact that, like, that the... the so, like, so, like, so the... the they link the alien score with Covenant. It's no, there's no mystery. There's no fucking mystery. There was a very right. very mysterious score. However, the the score had no fucking mystery because we already know what's going to happen. Bitch. Without <laughs> Alien Covenant, though, then Danny McBride wouldn't have been in the Alien universe. So. All right, so <laughs> All right. great, great fucking point. So Alien, so like, so da- Danny McBride was the was the best part of that whole story. He was the only person that had a fleshed out character that actually had real motivations, that actually had principles, actually had fucking principles. Like he was the one that was willing to take risks to save his okay. fellow man. Right. Fuck you, right. Ron. Right. I'm still right. talking. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hold on. All right, on. the two both hey, movies are fact, extremely Danny flawed. Danny McBride but... is a hometown boy. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's he's found down. He's he's found down. He's from he's yeah he yeah, is he's from this area. Yes, he is. Oh, he's part uh, of his life. I know somebody who saw him at Wawa's one time. Oh, what? Was it you? Oh my god. Hold on. Oh my god. You're like a celebrity now. Before we talk about. Seeing celebrities and they're so great. So the one thing I have an issue with with um, was it Prometheus is the second one of the prequels, correct? No, no, no it's no, the first no, one no, of the prequels. No. Okay, 
It has so to do with covenant, the whole space. So job, covenant then. So covenant is the, the issue I have with covenant is that they're very um, fast and loose about how people, like how aliens come about. Like this guy breathes in like a spore from some fucking plant and then, oh, oh no, I have a, now I have an alien in my chest. It's going to burst out of me. Get, get, come on, man. What the fuck? Uh-huh. It used to, like, okay, in the aliens, it was, you get a face hugger on your face, they impregnate you, and then it fucking bursts out of your chest, and now, oh, now there's an alien. But that's that it. It's roughly based on an actual uh, type of fungus, the zombie fungus, which will infect I, ants, grow inside uh, of them, force them to crawl up to the biggest fucking branch that I could, and explode so that the rest of the fucking fungus spores can spread. So, okay, fine. Okay, if they wanted to explore... That, this is if shit they that exists in if real life. If they want to explore that, then fine. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I feel like they use that as an excuse to go, oh, let's expand on it and make it easier yeah. and not have an egg and not have a face hugger. And, oh, it's just this, this magical spore went into this guy's ear and now a face hugger comes out. Or a, a fucking alien comes out of his chest or whatever. So they completely bypass the whole face hugger thing. It frustrates me. The other thing is, okay, now, for my audience that's listening, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm going to say this. But... You pussy. The whole... You're a fucking pussy. I know. I'm, I'm going to say it. The whole part where dude makes out with himself, basically, is that really fucking necessary? Was that whole scene necessary? Was it necessary? Yeah, right. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't fucking necessary. It wasn't. You could take that whole fucking scene out of the movie, and it would still would have been a, you know, a somewhat good movie. But because of that scene, I'm like, why? Why are we exploring this part? Uh, you look like me. Uh, let's make out with each other. I'm like, what the. F- Fuck is that? You remember what you know what I'm talking Blow, about? Yeah, right? no, I know what you're talking Blow about. Blow into it, brother. Like, come I'll on. I'll do the fingering. Yeah, play with the fiddle. Oh god, like it's not fucking necessary. It's not. Yeah, and and I'm fine. If you no, want to put mean, a, like, if you so, want to put a gay scene in a movie, that's okay. That's fine. But right. that scene was not fucking needed at all. all. Right. Yeah. So so um. Sorry. Yeah. Are you <laughs> jerking off? What the fuck you do? Uh, the, the face you are so pathetic. Is that, is like, is that the most action you've seen in the past impregnant. year? This is this is gonna yeah, be. A, I'm gonna fuck a face out. Okay. It's impregnating wow. me. No, you look weren't. at it. Like so, like so. Just because the simple fact that like that uh, alien covenant was a part of like my uh, Xfinity <laughs> or like shut the fuck up, god damn! What the fuck is wrong with you? He's having a hard time. I can tell you that. It's you guys are. You guys are buzzed. We are recording. Uh, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Be Let's a go. professional. Come on. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Professional. No, so, all right, so, man, like, so. <laughs> He's we, grabbing your We balls. have some shit that's a part of, like, of Alien Covenant because, like, because Alien Prometheus, like, you know, like, fucking jerk me off or whatever. Like, that was a stupid fucking movie with, like, with the most, like, menial fucking middle-of-the-row goddamn payoff. Out of the entire fucking series, whatever, like, like Alien Covenant kind of like, kind of like circled around and got everything kind of closed up, whatever. Like, this is how the alien species, the xenomorph that we've come to fucking love, like, is like, has come to be the fact that it was not created by, like, by 
God or some kind of like omnipotent force, whatever. It was created by a artificial intelligence that we created. Humans, we fucking created a creation of Wheeling Utani created David, which in turn created the alien xenomorph or whatever that it, that went again and went and turn, turned around or whatever and exterminated all of us. That is like a part of the story that is like that is wildly untold. Yes, like Alien Covenant is such a bullshit, stupid ass fucking story, a pretentious goddamn piece of like of artwork that like that has here here. Yes, thank you. Like it is a pretentious. <laughs> you piece broke of- his brain for a second there. I just saw him come to a dead stop. <laughs> <Can't help> it. <laughs> it's such an like an artistic pretentious piece of bullshit, but it, like it offers such a good point. Like if we were to create life, if we were to create an artificial intelligence, what would it in turn do to us? Us mm. kill us. Yep. Thank yeah. you. Kill us. Plain yeah. It would, yes. It would take right. Us All right. right. Yes. <laughs> Like, every everything that evolves eventually wipes out the thing that it evolved from. Yep. All right. We wiped out what what came we came, what came before us, which wiped out what came before them, and so forth and so forth. We that's the way you get become dominant and take over the, the resources that the previous generation Top had. Of the food chain. Yeah. So this like so like so Alien Covenant like is like is an absolute slap in the face to every single alien. Aliens, Alien Three, Alien Resurrection, fan, like it as an absolute slap in the face, whatever, because like because it actually fleshes out the origin of the aliens. And like in like in a, I feel that certain things are 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 meant to be left in origin. Some things are meant to be left a mystery, right? Like so, example, like for like so, the Joker, how he became the Joker, how he became like such a destructive force, whatever, such an opposition to organization and such a proponent of of anarchy. Like, how did he become to be? Like, that is stuff that is meant to be a a, a mystery. Like, so the Joker played a very, very good role or whatever, like played a very good story, like and how that happens to be whatever. However, there were some people out there, me included, that like that believes that that should be should 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 be left a mystery. It should not be played out in front of us. It should not have answers. It should be left up to question how that shit became to be an answer. Yeah. And, like, and I feel like that Alien's Covenant undoes all of that. And, it like, it's such a disservice to, like, to the people that, like, that love this, this series so, so you much. So you don't even fit that movie, the movie Alien Covenant and Prometheus, and basically inside the whole brand of aliens, really. Fuck no! I, I Absolutely not. Right. Like, they should be left out and left in the cold or whatever and left to be to left to be frozen to death. Like, some sort of fucking, like, you know, like, Russian, like, you know, part of, like, like the World War II, whatever, like, you know, Blitzkrieg. Where, like, they were left in the cold to freeze to death or whatever. Like, they should not be known. They should not be talked about or whatever. Like, you know, like, the the part of the mystery, the part of the horror of aliens and alien and how, like, those creatures came to be should be left to mystery. They should be left to part to who imagines how those creatures came to be, how they came to kill. Like, Aliens Covenant undoes all of that. And, like, and they show how they kill, how they came to be or whatever. And it's just like, you know, like, Fuck you, man. Like, I don't want to know how that came to be. I want to know, like, you know, like, you know, like, just the, the brief, like, summary. I want to know, like, just, like, the cliff notes. I want to know, like, you know, just, like, the, the most, like, you know, obscure 
fucking like, you know, like points of how they came to be, whatever. So I can kind of fill in the gaps of how they became to be because you know what? That's where my fear lies. That's where like they, they occupy my psyche. That's where like where my nightmares are haunted because I don't fucking know yeah. how they came to be, how they kill you. Like, you, you know, know, you don't fucking know how they get get inside your body and become a part of their life cycle, how they infect your fucking face and they ingest their fucking seed into your chest that gestates and eventually bursts forth and kill you. And then you fucking go black and you don't fucking know how they came to be. That is the most horrifying shit known to man that you don't fucking know how that came to be. That is the most horrifying shit to me. And it's kind of like with, uh, yeah. I agree with you on that. No, and, the, you know, the thing is that's expanding on that is it's sort of like when you see a magician do something amazing, you don't want to know. There's a part of you that don't, you don't want to know how he did it. Right. Because you want to believe in the magic and the mystery. Oh, of what it is, even when it comes to something that scares you at your core, you want to feel that fear because I feel like a lot of us want to feel that fear of the unknown. And when you know the unknown, it takes the surprise away. It takes the magic away. It takes the fear away. And I feel like us as human beings want to feel some element of fear of the unknown. Because if we don't, then what is there? If you know everything there is to know, then you're God, and it's not as surprising and amazing as life can be. Right. I'm so. going to respectfully disagree to some of the core points to that. Um, I, I agree that Stew. Covenant Stew. was wrong. Stewie, you don't have to respectfully okay. agree agree with yeah. anything or disagree with anything, whatever, like, strip it down, fuck everything, whatever, like, okay. you know... You and I, you and I hardly know each other. Yes. So like, so like, so like, mm-hmm. fair enough. Whatever. Like, you know, like Freddie, fucking Michael Myers, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, we hardly know each other. <laughs> so, like, so like, so fuck everything. Whatever. Like, you know, no. you know what? Absolutely everything. Whatever. Strip thing. Every, strip everything down to like to the bare bones. Whatever. What do you to think? use your own words from earlier? The good, a good, a good sequel will expand upon the antagonist, basically. Right. All right, it will up the ante or explain more the way they introduced the alien queen and aliens. We're understanding more of the alien life cycle. The way they uh, uh, introduced the war aliens versus the drone aliens. We're understanding more of them, and uh, even Waylon uh, uh, Yutani. Yutani. I was gonna say Waylon Jennings, and I'm <laughs> no, like, it's hard to right. say. No. <laughs> hey. Know the subject you're yes. talking about, and then continue. Oh, you uh, I right. can't pronounce anything. Um, I'm retarded. Even though yes, they messed are. around, and they're they modified, and then you have that the newborn. Um, so that you're you're they're at least expanding upon and and changing the ante. And yes, the Joker. I can I can see your point there. Maybe not necessarily knowing, but also a good villain. You are going to understand their motivation and kind of want to make you root for the bad guy. Um, if it, You can emotionally connect with them and then thereby also be viscerally abhorrent to what they're doing, but at least you can see how they may have gotten there. Um, Lex Luthor, uh, one of the most classic villains in all of comics. All right. His core is not that he's a 
dick, his core, his actual motivation belief is that he is worried Superman will one day turn on the people of Earth and so that we shouldn't be fucking accepting him. I agree upon uh, that. So, yes. but you know that's what's making him. If you didn't have that as a drawing factor to him, he wouldn't be as more memorable of a villain. He wouldn't have done such excellent type of attacks and stuff like that because he's coming from the, the idea that everybody's a hero in their own story. Whether or not they end up being the hero, that's up to interpretation. But we know that background. We know that motivation. Joker, if it's done right, uh, some of his origin stories are amazing. Um, I think Covenant fucked the pooch as far as the origin story of Alien. But I do, I can't say for sure because I'll still be fucking rich. I, I do believe there would be an origin story that wouldn't leave you feeling disappointed Somewhere out there, there has to be. Um, and so it just, it has to be the right one. And if it wasn't, if it was, the movie wasn't carrying the alien's name, then I think it would have been a lot better of uh, just a normal sci-fi film. But the fact that it was carrying the alien name, you have such a high bar set for it that it's automatically almost set up for failure no matter what they do, unless they somehow miraculously hit it out of the fucking park, which they almost never do. Uh, that's why uh, it's so rare that a sequel is better than the original. You know, you know what frustrates me? I'm just going to throw it, throw it out there, is that with a lot of sequels and a lot of movies and a lot of remakes, the, the issue that you run into is that there is a unspoken level of politics that everyone has to abide by. And it fucking irritates me because you could tell an amazing story. And I'm sorry, but yes, there are certain groups of people who are going to get offended. Mm -hmm. But you know what? For the sake of telling an amazing fucking story, it's fine. I'm okay. It's with, entertainment. I'm okay. That's what it is. It's entertainment. You know what? I'm okay with being offended. Yeah. Fine. Okay, cool. Whatever. But if you're telling a good fucking story for the sake of that story, tell it. And stop censoring every fucking thing that people say. Like, stop it. That's Cancel what's culture. Kill, that's what's killing entertainment. People, oh, I can't say this. It'll offend this group. I can't say this. It'll offend that group. No, it's fine. Everyone's opinion is welcome. And that's the thing that I want to express with this group. Every opinion. It's fine. You guys have a different opinion. It's fine. Totally fine. We all have a different opinion. It's not a problem. The point where you go, okay, well, you can you can say this, you can't say this. The moment you do that, you're done. When it comes to entertainment, you're done. It's called freedom of speech. Yeah, you're done. You should be able to say whatever you want to say. There was something to be said about like about the unknown and the fact that we have like this modern day society where we have this modern day pulp culture where like where we have to know. And, we have to know absolutely everything. We have to know like like where something if somebody is coming from. We have to know like where somebody is going, whatever to like for the story to make sense, whatever is absolute bullshit. Yeah, we need to have mystery. Yeah, and that is something that we had in the eighties, and that's something we had in the nineties that we don't have now. We have absolute. We have to know everything, and yep. like in the, the it's, that it, is the reason why we don't have modern day horror icons like we had back in the 80s we don't have like these people like where you point to whatever and be like yeah 
That's what I dream about. That's what my nightmares. That is the center of my nightmares where like where that person is haunting me because like because I know everything about them. I understand them. I understand where they're coming from, where they've been and like and what they want to achieve is like is the problem with now modern day nightmares is because like we understand everything. And maybe part of that is like is like the real horror is the lack of understanding of where things have been and what their goals are or missing nowadays. Well, that goes back to Alien. When you think about that, like, you don't really know the mystery of the alien in the beginning, like where the face sucker came from, where the, where the fucking egg came from. You don't know anything. You just know there's a ship with unknown beings on it and unknown, like, what the fuck are these eggs? I don't know what Which Prometheus kind of tries to clear up with the whole space jockey thing and everything else, but, you know, a lot of people don't really want to know about that. They just kind of want to, you know, think of it themselves, you know, kind of see the mystery of it. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a derelict ship. It was not indigenous. It was a derelict ship that like that like that crashed on LV four two six that had all these eggs on it or whatever. We don't know where they came from. They like they latch on to people's faces, they impregnate them with like with their parasite, they grow into a xenomorph form and like and they just fucking kill randomly. That is fucking terrifying. No, you're right. But you're when right. you start to understand like you know, like the reason behind it then it becomes less terrifying. That's when it becomes less terrifying. Yeah, I could have right. lived the rest of my life without knowing Prometheus or Covenant. I could have known everything about those fucking stories, or whatever, and lived happily. But they fucking ruined it. It's actually making me respect Alien a lot more now. Well, after because listening to this opinion about it, because those those creatures in their most primal form, they're just surviving. They're just replicating themselves that's all they're doing they don't know right or wrong or, or what they're doing is bad they're just doing what they have to do to continue their species right that's it so you know it's like who's the bad guy here in my opinion it's the company because the company is trying to figure out a way to weaponize something that you cannot fucking control right you cannot control you can't control xenomorphs you can't and there's there's storyline after storyline that shows that that is the that that's the case yeah so but the company's defense there was a time where man thought there's no way we control fire there's no way we control electricity or the splitting of an atom exactly that we constantly push ourselves to control the unknown to control the uncontrollable and that's what makes us evolve as a species and yeah. stay on top of this food chain so it's right. willing out and die unfortunately man is very greedy we start now well, yeah now we'll, we'll start now you <laughs> bastard all right no dipshit he's just pointing to you for no reason <laughs> so he's right, pointing right, right. at me it makes me well, feel special fuck you all right all right now Fuck you. I have a lot more to say about Eileen Covenant. <laughs> so, like, so, like, so, I'm going to go and crack this. And the show goes on. Yes, it will. Fuck you guys. I have a lot more to say. Fuck this shit. Tyler, we are going to keep on moving on. He's or very angry. The foam <laughs> of this can only signifies my rage against these fucking movies. All right. That's an episode on so, itself. Let's go and start in. All right. All right. For Sigourney Weaver's a whore. <laughs> so the score of the Alien Covenant only like an Alien mirrorize the that. score of the movie. 
which is fucking insulting because like because a score of alien Jerry like ha- had this like yes. this mysterious kind of like feeling about it. Jerry Garcia. That <laughs> Jer- 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 who the fuck is Jerry Garcia? Whatever. What? what? I'm what? not what? that old. Grateful Dead. I am not that old. I you no, old? No, I'm gonna give him that. What you really. didn't know that either? Oh god! Oh god! What the fuck is wrong with you? Jerry? I don't know. Grateful Jer- Dead. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know Jerry Garcia. I'm gonna keep you going. guys suck. All right, so I'm gonna keep going. All right, so the original score of this of this score of this movie. Was insulting and it was yes. fucking weird because the score of this movie, I'm talking about Alien, the score of this movie, whatever, indicated something that was weird, something that was unknown and undiscovered. And like, and that made sense because yeah. we didn't know what we were getting into. We were getting into a movie that was unknown and undiscovered. And that was something that, that Alien discovered, that Alien Covenant uh, unveiled. And I have a huge fucking problem with that because the movie of Alien was a unknown thing. And the, the score was very befitting because it was very, very unknown. And then Alien Covenant, like, we already knew what was going to happen. We already knew the Xenomorph. We already knew what was going to happen. Okay, but you also got to talk about James Horner's score in Aliens. Fuck you and James Horner. What the that fuck are you talking about? That is the best right, score so, ever. So yeah. I'm going to throw this in Stu's face because you he's suck. a fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Wesley has an opinion here or whatever, and so I'm going to unravel this shit. I'm going to unpack it I like hear, a suitcase from six weeks say. of vacation. I'm going to unpack it because he's a pussy over there, and I'm going to throw it. <laughs> Ron just about had an aneurysm yeah. right now. It's, it's okay. Like $300, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to have to pay for another it's, one. I know, it's funny. Certain powers that be have realized the power of the internet, have, have realized the power of social media, of whatever else, and this may or may not be recorded. But it, once that power was realized... They tried to push the narrative. They tried to get people to understand that, oh, no, you're only allowed to think according to whoever the most powerful person is. Yeah. And and that's it. You're not allowed to have any other opinion. So that is the age we live in, unfortunately, which is very frustrating because it doesn't just affect, you know, using a broad spectrum like, politics or religion or anything like that going into something as simple as having an opinion of a movie okay which is why i think that having this podcast is relevant because we all four of us have a different opinion about every movie we talk about and right it's good yeah it's good because we're able to Put a different viewpoint out there without stifling each other, without saying you're wrong, you're not allowed to have that opinion because it doesn't align with what my opinion is. And that is the beauty of humanity when you are able to find a middle ground and an agreement. Okay, well, I don't agree with you, but we both agree on such and such point when it comes to whatever movie you're talking about. Yeah, 
which is why I think this is such an amazing setup. Oh, I think this is great. We got all different opinions from all of us, and I think it works out perfectly. We have different opinions, and we're able to find middle ground. Yeah. So, you know, I I personally think that um, without getting political, we all have the freedom to say what we think and feel about this particular subject and future subjects coming up without there being some sort of uh, I just I just stammered there but without some sort of stiflement or oh your opinion is not as good as mine because it doesn't align with what I think right you know what I mean so a good case in point is where we rank the alien movies which one do we think is good you know versus which one we think is the worst and why so long as you have an argument that can back up what you're saying, I don't see a problem with that. So what do you think, Stu? Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> Always look on the- well, that was fucking interesting. Yes. <sighs> yeah, that was uh, a lot of drunkenness from all of us. I'm now, still Ron, you I'm going Tyler, what the fuck? <laughs> Ron, you, you just couldn't stop there. <laughs> you, you happy with your, you know, George Lucas modification of, you know, history. Yeah, Tyler fucking texted me this shit saying, what are you, fucking George Lucas, when I said I wanted to do a recut edition, you know, added stuff into it, just like George Lucas put new CGI in his original Star Wars movies. So I can understand you can relate to that. You can't just, you can't just leave good enough alone. No, I can't. <laughs> I thought it was good. I, what? So anyways, we're going to go ahead and do our pint reviews of Aliens. So we're going to go ahead and start with Lenny. So how about you, Lenny? What is your pint review of Aliens? You're damn right you start with Lenny. Um, you fucking ass. <laughs> so I would say uh, like four and a half pints, man, almost a five. Like I fucking love this movie. It's probably one of my top favorite sci-fi movies of all time. Um, I dare say this is probably my favorite Aliens movie of, like, the whole franchise. And that includes, like, Aliens versus Predator and all the other shit. Like, yeah. this was fucking awesome. The, I, I just feel like the whole, the, the, the whole, um, the way that the crew interacted with each other, the way the movie played out, the storyline, everything was really fucking well done. I, I can't say enough about this film. I, I absolutely loved it. So, I definitely four, four and a half pints. Yeah. How about you, Stu? I'm going to give it a very strong four. Uh, I actually prefer Alien more than Aliens. Yeah, no, you brought that Uh, up a lot in the episode. I mean, that's just my personal taste. Uh, But it's strong. It's a strong, strong four. It's a part of, you know, modern movie history. It is absolutely um, amazing for its time. And to this day, it really is. Acting was good. Uh, Script was decent. Effects were amazing. Uh, a super, super strong four. Yeah. All right, Tyler, how about you? Oh, it's definitely a five. 100%, dude. This this movie yes. is is classic, and it's it's one of the few movies that you can watch every single year and even watch it a couple times a year. It gets referenced he- heavily. People uh, steal, c- like, concepts from, like, from these from this film and use it like in their own and just it's it, it's it's kind of permeated our culture a little bit um, and it's it's one of the few sequels that was done right they took an idea they expanded on it and made it even better than like than the original yeah um, and um, and you can you can debate whether it's it was better like we're just different um, but either way it was a great great film um, everything from like from the music to the characters 
um, to just like the uh, the sound effects, um, just the uh, visual, uh, like the the aesthetics of it, everything about it was just like was just fucking amazing, man. Like yeah, know, like, yeah, strong five. Now, this is by far one of my top movies of all time. Like my number one movie. Goodfellas comes into a strong second, but uh, Aliens is my number one movie. This is a fucking five all the way. This is. This movie I will never get sick of. If I ever see it on TV, I will watch it. If I mean, when I was editing this, actually, when I was listening to our episode and editing it and recutting, I was just, oh, man, now I feel like watching this. I fucking love this movie. I love all the characters. Hicks, Hudson, Vasquez, um, fucking Ripley. I mean, the Queen Alien, I thought, was a great fucking villain that James Cameron built and brought off from the original Alien movie. I know a lot of people love the first Alien movie, and I would give it Alien, the first Alien movie a four and a half. I mean, it's it's right there, second place. Yeah. But the fact is, Aliens is by far the best action sci-fi. The characters and the chemistry between everybody is fucking perfect. I fucking love the score. I can't get enough of this movie. I collect stuff about this movie. I have all the as we talked about being thr- when Tyler threw my Alien Queen across the fucking bar at me. I love all. I have. I own all the fucking action figures. Yeah, Tyler, you give me that face. Like, I mean, you did it. You were fucking drunk as fuck. Yeah. But uh, the fact is, this movie will never. I mean, it, it will always stand the time as my favorite one. It's my number one. I uh, love. The I can. Ad- I can tell you, those who are listening. This guy doesn't just have action figures. He has Funko Pops. He has posters. He has pictures. He has fucking Christmas decorations. Yes. Yes. I have the fucking alien. I have the uh, alien queen <laughs> and Ripley on my fucking Christmas fucking tree every nerd. year. Fuck yeah, man. I fucking love this movie. This is this movie is so iconic. It's it's the best sequel. I think it's one of the best sequels out of all time. I mean, you think of Godfather Part 2, which I believe it or not, I like the Godfather Part 1 better. But yeah. everybody thinks that's one of the best sequels of all time. Aliens, uh, Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan. There's so many good sequels. This is a sequel done right. I enjoyed it. It was a completely different take on Alien because Alien was more of a horror and this one was more of an action sci-fi. Thriller, yeah. Yeah, it, it, the, the design, everything everything to it, the, the way that they designed the ships, everything about it is great. So this is a strong five. So I'm going to go ahead and end our episode here. This was, like I said, we had so much fun with this episode and it also, stay, you know, it started our podcast. We had so much fun with this and then we made so much episodes. We're, I think we're at 70 to 80 episodes right now, uh, yep. including small batches, tasting rooms, same selects, all of that. And we will always remember this episode and how much fun we had with it, recording it at my bar before we had the podcast table and everything else. Because we were, like I said, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We were having so yep. much fun with it. Though. Yeah. I mean, we were, I mean, Tyler was bringing up so many great facts and so many great arguments about the other movies coming in. Um, Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection because I remember me and you were arguing back and forth about Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection how that one was such a fucking I thought Alien Resurrection was okay and you were like oh it's so much better than Alien 3 I mean it, it would turn into a big argument we had so much fun with that and we got drunk and we, we just we we, we yes. enjoyed the hell out of it yes. so thanks guys for listening to our podcast and I really hope you keep listening to us and uh, you know spread the word we love you guys and later I'm going to eat you with my little mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Family guy. Oh, my God. I remember that scene. That's just fucking hilarious, man. That's awesome, dude. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, guys. This is Ron. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Barrel Age Flicks. We are excited to kick off the new year with upcoming episodes of VAF, The Small Batch, Sammy Selects, and the tasting room if you like our show please leave a five-star rating on apple podcast guys this helps out enormously 
Give us a follow on Instagram at Barrel Age Flicks Podcast. If you would like to send us a special film request, please contact us via Instagram and we will give you a personal shout out on the show. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Audible, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Castbox, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. Special thanks to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio on YouTube for his awesome music. This guy fucking rocks. Check him out. Hope you join us for our next episode. Later, guys.